0: Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Every episode microplot is a standalone adventure that fits into the overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these episodes in any order and can skip any you don't enjoy. We are joined today by Claudio.
1: Hello. I am a level fire ranger, tabaxi, by the way, so I have a beautiful coat of a... ...of uh, orange and brown fur with green eyes... ...and I stand at a nice tall six feet and five inches... ...um, and, uh, well... ...if you haven't met me, you'll get to know me again today.
2: Cordelia! Oh, well, hey, y'all. I'm Cordelia. I'm a level five human barbarian. More of a soccer mom than you, uh, outlander woodland types... ...but just happy to be alone.
0: And later, we'll be joined by Sim and the Kind. You two adventurers are walking on a road heading from the train station and going towards the town of Mishwi. You had set out from Nikamui right after accepting the flyer from the jobs board, but because it's still winter, the sun sets early and it's already dark. The tamped earth is lit by moonlight, patches of ice gleaming. What were you two talking about?
2: I think Claudio was just maybe telling me a little bit about his home. Oh, it's yeah, it's so beautiful. I mean... The, the the rainforest
1: is just so green and lush and the morning dew, I mean it's nothing like this cold ice that's around right now. I mean, have you ever been to to any forest or what's your hometown like?
2: Oh, well, I'm I live in Nicomoy, uh, born and raised. Uh, the rainforest does sound beautiful by your description, but maybe a little too humid for me and my hair.
1: Eh, you get over it. I mean, I'm covered in hair. To be fair, so uh, so that was definitely an everyday thing for me, but. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it but, was.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Do you two have a light source?
2: I have my hooded lantern. Uh, my human eyes aren't as keen as some others, so I make sure and keep the path lit for us. Yeah, I I don't.
0: Yeah, well, you've got a friend. <laughs> All right, everybody, what are your passive perceptions?
2: Whatever. a good question from the DM. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> nine for the barbarian.
0: Okay, it was nine, and was that a Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Claudio hears it sounds like there are people running in the direction you're walking towards.
1: Uh, do you do you hear that? I, I hear the footsteps, uh kind of in the way that we're going. Um
0: And this will enable Cordelia to roll a perception check. You already hear it, Claudio. You good.
2: Uh that's a two.
0: <laughs> no, she does not. <laughs>
2: Do you mean footsteps like uh, a soccer game, or footsteps like someone jogging, or...
1: Uh, frantic, more than just a soccer Well, I guess soccer games are a little frantic, whatever, people are running, that's the point.
0: (laughs) And you also now hear Claudio...
2: Oh, and I run towards it. (laughs) Okay. Oh, oh, hold, hold, (laughs) and uh, we'll do my best to keep up.
0: You're both running towards it. Okay, yeah. So you both see then. Yeah, you reach very quickly and you've got a lantern running in terror towards you on the dark earthen path is a lean human man in his thirties with unkempt white hair and a scared blue dragon born woman wearing a leather vest and knee length shorts. Claudio, you are... The more perceptive person you see that her shimmery blue scaled knees have dirt on them, notice a shovel in her hands, and hear the contents of her backpack jingling metallically as she runs. And now I'll continue talking to everyone. The two fleeing figures are 30 feet further on the path in the direction you are walking towards. From beyond them, a low grunting sound drifts to your ears. Everyone roll initiative. And because you ran towards them, I'm going to reduce that to five feet.
1: Initiative is 11.
2: 12. We're rocking it. (laughs) We'll have some good rolls here in a minute. We'll see.
0: The two figures are going to try to run past you. Do either of you do anything to stop them?
2: Yeah, I'll maybe keep my arms wide. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's the trouble? Hey, hold on there, friend.
0: The man with the unkempt white hair is panting, and says, zombies," and points behind him. It's dark. You definitely don't see what he's pointing at, Cordelia.
2: Now, how likely is it that I believe in zombies existing, or is he just pulling my leg, perhaps?
0: Actually, that's a good point. For your average city dweller, I'd say zombies are just a myth.
2: Now, friend, I, I'm not calling you a liar or nothing. I mean to say the word liar exactly, but uh, I ain't never heard of zombies around here. Uh, maybe we should just go back and take a look. It's probably just a raccoon caught in something.
1: Uh, I, I mean, I, I do have experience with, like, undead stuff, right? I mean, there were. there were... Uh, so, I'm going to, kind of, where did the zombies come from? Uh, hold on, hold on, there might be some credence to what he's saying, so let's, let's get a little more information, and you, shovel lady, uh, what are you doing with the shovel?
0: <laughs> Thus making Cordelia aware of the shovel, and I think that was one free action for everybody as she shrugs and looks at her friend, and now, Cordelia, we've entered initiative, what do you do on your turn?
2: I'll look at Claudia. You mean zombies are real? What about, like, fairy folk and, uh, uh, I don't know, dragons? Oh, we have a lot to catch you up, my friends, because I am an expert on both of those things. So, uh. Oh, man. Oh, we just could never walk far enough to catch up. Uh, but I guess, uh, there may be more pressing matters. Uh, there, there are real zombies and y'all are running from them?
0: If one could describe the look on his face, it would be terrified, but also with his unkempt hair and the way he has just a lot of pockets on his possession. Like, you, you, he, he doesn't look trustworthy. <laughs> he's not like an upstanding member of society, whatever he is. And And he looks over his shoulder again and says, oh, they're coming. I don't want to be here when they come. And he's going to try to duck underneath you if you'd like to make a grapple check you can stop him and if you let him go he's gonna just run away and out of the adventure
2: <laughs> i don't think i've noticed enough to <laughs> to spot me foul doing that maybe my player does
1: it, uh oh well this is this is cordelia's turn right
0: yeah he intends to run past you so you your turn is you hold action
2: uh yeah I have something obviously threatening uh comes along but uh yeah she'll let him go
0: okay he runs 20 feet past you
2: <laughs> Jeez.
0: oh wait yeah 20 because of the yep all right and so does the blue dragonborn okay that was right. your turn claudio it is your turn you don't see anything you did hear low groaning sounds
1: Eh, uh, okay we can probably deal with the zombies later, but I, I'm very curious to see what's in her bag. So <laughs> I, I shout out to the to the Dragonborn lady. Listen, you look a little suspicious. I mean, you have a shovel, a, a jingling bag, and zombies don't just spring out of th- of nowhere. So uh, let's talk a little bit as I kind of chase them down.
0: All right, you have moved. I'm going to draw a linear map now. At the position zero, we have Cordelia. At position... Left twenty feet we have white-haired unkempt guy, and then at position, yeah, you didn't let her get very far at all. Let's do a grapple check, but she's an NPC, so I'm expecting that this will pass if you have any strength uh, at all
1: uh let's say strength is not my strong suit or I'm not strong at strength checks. How about uh. that? That's a little punnier <laughs> <laughs> uh strength check
0: yeah d c seven twelve. that's what she got twelve. You beat her. She has a plus 0 to her athletics. Okay. So, you guys are also at point 0 cuz when she tried to run past, she did not succeed. So we've got Dragonborn, Claudio and Cordelia at point 0, 20 feet left. We've got the white-haired guy and then I have some information about stuff in front of you.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: And that, yeah, that's an action on your turn. You did a successful grapple check. I don't offhand have the grapple stats, but I think it's that speed drops to zero. Yes. Yeah. Yep. A grappled creature's speed becomes zero. Okay. I've done some math. And now, at the end of your turn, Claudio, 40 feet away from you are a number of upright, shambling humanoid forms. In various states of decay, one could definitely call them zombies. They have gotten closer to you, and that was their turn. They don't move very quickly. (laughs) But what they did move was in your direction. They definitely see you. We're back to Cordelia. Cordelia, at this point, 20 feet behind you is the guy who has stopped running because the dragonborn has been arrested in her movement. You're with Cordelia. Claudio and the female dragonborn within five feet of you and forty feet in front of you are zombies.
2: Cool, um, uh, uh Claudio, uh, I'm not sure sure we should be uh, holding up these fine folk. The, uh, those are zombies, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, see, they are real. Um, but uh, we need to figure out what the problem is with these two parties. Maybe we can talk to the zombies. I don't think it's ever worked, but I don't know if anyone's tried. <laughs>
2: Well, I know it works in the storybooks, and she will drop her <laughs> lantern on the, or set it on the ground, I guess. That might be a fire hazard to just chuck it. Uh, but she'll <laughs> drop it on the ground so we get those cool low-angle shadows stretching out all along and epic as she uh, does the... Uh, the barbarian thing. Uh, I would like to bonus action rage, uh, which is not a uh, a big bellowing uh, frothing at the mouth. She just goes into more of a runner's high. Uh, she gets her cardio up and she just power walks over there. And uh, I will draw my trusty weapon. It's a uh, a decorative sign that's uh, quite like uh, comically large. And uh, it's a live, laugh, lockjaw on account of the rusty nails. And... Uh, i would like to assault one of those zombies
0: absolutely <laughs> do you have 40 feet of movement
2: i do indeed
0: wow excellent
2: holy moly
0: it's that speed walking
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is every day at the mall <laughs> all
0: right yeah uh, go ahead and roll your to hit and damage and everybody please pre-roll your next few rounds of dice so that we know that you're to hit and damage when we get to you all right go and
2: ahead. this will be a reckless great weapon master attack uh, that's, a uh, 18 plus 6 is, what, 24? That hits. Uh, that's, uh, 13, uh, uh 16 points of damage.
0: Wow. My goodness. Bludgeoning, if it matters. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, ooh, actually, you would say that it looks like they take less damage than a living creature would?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Hmm. They, uh, don't feel the pain. Which, by the way, in real life does not matter. You still take damage whether or not you feel it. Um, But, but for <laughs> these, they, they need less functionality than others, I guess. Or they're powered by something other than life force. But anyway, yeah, they have re- resistance from uh, non-magical weapons. Do you have a magical weapon, though? No, probably not. Yeah. Nope. First
2: nope. game. Just a sign. All
0: right. Then the zombies... Um, <laughs> to describe this visually, you chop its hand off... <laughs>
2: Uh, well, if it's still moving, I'd like to do the same thing again.
0: Whoa, goodness, all right. Just give it what for. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, much worse. Uh, uh, that's a seven to hit.
0: That misses. I'm going to let you guys know their armor class is only ten. They're not doing a lot of ducking and, and dodging.
2: Well, that's all I got. I will try and hold them at me so they don't go scaring these nice folk anymore.
0: All right. We end the turn with Cordelia 40 feet in front of Claudio and the female blue dragonborn, which are themselves 20 feet in front of the male with the unkempt hair human, who's in his 30s and already white. It's unfortunate.
1: Nice. That's tough.
0: It is your turn, Claudio. What do you do?
1: Uh, well, I, I have the, the dragonborn grappled. Yes. Um, and, uh... and she
0: turns to you and she looks into your eyes and she gives you... A very... She looks right into your eyes. She gives you a very straightforward look and says, Adventurer? Oh, wait, sorry. She has a gravelly voice. Adventurer?
1: What? What's in the bag? I.
0: Am... She looks at the guy, and the guy shakes his head back and forth. No. <laughs> and then she... I have this prepared. She looks at the white-haired human and waits for him to speak. Do an insight check, Claudio.
1: Oh, right. Here we go. Mm -mm, Insight
0: Fourteen That passes She looks nervous like she was caught doing something
1: Okay, listen Right now you and me are both stuck between a white haired guy and a pair of zombies So (laughs) we need to figure out what's going on And the more information I have The better off we're going to be So what is in the bag
0: (laughs) (laughs) From twenty feet away He shouts We were going for a walk and now both Cordelia and Claudio do an insight check on that.
1: Uh, can I, I mean,
2: can I have advantage since I do know yeah.
1: she looks a little nervous? Yeah. It's a little sus.
2: Yeah. <laughs> ah! That's an 18 for Cordelia. Oh, baby, a, you said insight? Yeah. 23.
0: You both pass with flying colors. He is lying.
1: <laughs> a. A walk and what else? I mean, there's there's more than just walking that seems to have happened to have found zombies. A jingling bag. Again, I, I want to go back to the shovel. I mean, you don't just bring around a shovel anywhere. And uh, dirty knees, too. So you were doing something.
0: The walk was filled of flowers at my granduncle's grave, the human man with the white hair says. And then the blue dragonborn kind of like rolls her eyes <laughs> and admits... Slick Draw, she has a gravelly voice, Slick Draw said this was a good way to get extra money for now because the boat didn't get contracts from the race. Yeah, extra money from grave digging.
1: So is that, so is that money in the bag? Yeah. Oh, you could have just said that.
0: Can we go? There's zombies. Uh, I,
1: how about your adventures? we all take care of the Yeah, and-
0: we'll wait. You, you can fight the zombies for us. We'll wait over here. How's that? <laughs>
1: I Lisa I you know, something tells me that you lied to me the first time around. I don't know if I can trust you right now. So uh, how about you help us fight the zombies, huh? And I kind of shove her towards the zombies. <laughs>
0: <Gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to have stats for her. I didn't anticipate that she would be fighting the zombies, but yes she will. <laughs> she she I'm gonna add her to the initiative. She's after the zombies. Alright. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and take your turn. I'm going to say that was all your free action. You recruited a NPC to the party.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: Slick draw is a little too slimy to join you, but Felonius will fight on your side.
1: Gotcha. All right. So um, I guess I'm going to I'm just going to pull up my my short bow and take a take a shot at the zombies. Sorry. And it's a six. So it's a 21 to hit. That hits. And uh, eight. Piercing damage?
0: Are you hitting the same one that was injured or a different one?
1: Uh, Yeah, let's hit the same one.
0: Okay. Is your weapon magical?
1: No, it's not.
0: Oh, you guys are going to die. All right.
1: (laughs) Okay. Noted. Uh, Well, but the good thing is that I I have an extra attack. So I'm going to go ahead and do another shot, even though we might die, you know? A 15 to hit with a uh, uh, six damage. Piercing
0: noted it hit there are two arrows sticking out of the zombie like pincushions and then from the forest he was tending some trees in the area when he heard a commotion it is the druid simmond the kind what do you look like simmond as you were tending some trees
3: oh hello um i i'm simmond i am about 8 feet tall with blue skin and uh and brown hair wearing a uh, hide armor um usually have my trusty uh, uh, quarterstaff with me, and yeah, I'm a level five druid, just taking care of some, some whittling over here.
0: You are 30 feet in the woods off to the side. It's all linear. It's all, just Nobody asks <laughs> questions. It's all linear. You're 30 feet away from zombies, and Cordelia, who you know from the fire-breathing kittens you guys shared a beer, just yeah. met once briefly. You recognize her.
3: Is she standing right next to the zombies?
0: Yes, and she just barbarian raged at them, but in, like, a cool soccer mom way.
3: Oh. Um, okay, and the zombies are all grouped together, correct?
0: Yes, there are five of them. I may have halved their number because I think you're going to die.
3: Uh, I don't think don't it'll help. S-
0: I think you're still going to die.
3: Um, so, Simmons doesn't necessarily... Is, is, is it Simmons' turn? Yes. Simmond doesn't necessarily love the idea of violence, but he doesn't quite understand what's going on. So he's just going to try to control the situation here. So I think Simmond is going to go ahead and cast um, Windwall. Which, let me go ahead and read this for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, thanks.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. So he's going to cast Windwall, which says a strong wall of wind rises from the ground at any point within range, which is quite far, Um, 120 feet. Uh, It can be up to 50 feet long, any shape, 15 feet high, one foot thick. I can shape it in any way I want as long as it's a continuous path along the ground. It is only one foot thick. Um, And I believe Cordelia, like the space between people is within five feet, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, so I can slice right between Cordelia and these zombies here. Yeah, um, you could
0: even with the way they're standing, you could cut them off so that all of them don't attack her in the turn after yours. <laughs> because um, those... <laughs> I'm
3: planning on yes, I'm yeah. planning on making this a circle around the zombies, just cutting out Cordelia here. Um, when the wall appears, each creature within its area must make a strength saving throw. A creature takes three d8 bludgeoning on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Um, Small things can't pass through it, like small flying creatures, arrows, things like that. Um, Heavy things like boulders uh, can can pass through. Gaseous form cannot pass through.
0: Okay, so I'm going to do a quick sketch here, and I'm going to send it in the chat. And I normally don't do sketches, but you're going to have to draw a line in between things. Yes. Okay, so there in the chat is... The center of the clock is Cordelia, and then at 9 and 3 across, like 180 degrees across from another, two zombies. And then at 11, 12, and 1 on the clock are three more zombies. There's five zombies in the chat there.
3: Oh, one second. Oh, got it, got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so they're kind of arranged in a semicircle here. So I'm going to make the wall. I'm going to have it skate right between... Uh the the black X and all the red X's and then circle around all the red X's so we have like a narrow semi like crescent just completely hemming in all of these things. Like
0: you can shape the wall in any way you choose so long as it makes one continuous path along the ground.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got fifty feet of wall to work with.
0: Okay. Alright.
2: How much damage did you said uh, somebody takes inside it? Three D eight.
3: Bludgeoning magical damage. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I got ideas. Okay. Okay. So Cordelia is standing sort of surrounded by a semicircle of five zombies. I'm going to have the path of the Wall of Wind cut directly in front of her, uh, separating her from the zombies, and then circle around the backside of that semicircle of zombies. So we basically have like a fat letter C of Wall of Wind with the five zombies inside and Cordelia on the outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that happens. And then none of the zombies are in the wall. They're all just like separated by the wall. So they don't take exactly. any damage, right?
3: Not yet. As Not long yet. as they don't move, they're fine. I don't know if they're mean yet.
0: Ah, Druid. Just being like, hey, what's going on? Guys, stop fighting.
3: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that means that if they try to pass through and attack Cordelia, they'll take 3d8 is what you're saying. Yep. Okay, is that the end of your turn?
3: Mm, yes, it is.
0: Do you, sh- do you call out anything to your friends?
3: I call out and say, I think we need some answers here. I agree. Okay.
0: Now it is the zombies' turn, and all five of them pass through that wind wall because brain's life force. <laughs> so oh. go ahead and roll. just roll 3d8, and it'll apply to all five of them. Sure. Uh uh-huh. Which, you guys, is really good because they were going to kill you very, very badly. (laughs) They're resistant to non-magical damage. Yeah.
3: Um, I got 14 damage.
0: 14 to all of them. That's much more survivable.
3: (laughs) I mean, I can do it again.
0: (laughs) I have noted their new hit points and the first one that Cordelia lopped the hand off of. That one has a different reaction to the wind wall than everyone else. They walk through the wind wall and then... Now, that wasn't radiant damage, right?
3: No, that was uh, bludgeoning magical.
0: You notice them... Five plus the damage taken. Yeah, you notice them collapse to the ground, stand up, and then with the wind whipping stuff into their face and bludgeoning them, I'm imagining like straw going through some, a brick wall. You know, the zombie is hit again by a piece of straw, It goes right through them, and then they collapse to the ground permanently. But you did notice that the first time they went down, they didn't stay down. After the zombies turn, oh, oh, they're also, they're going to move and attack. Oh my goodness. Cordelia might die. They also
2: all get advantage because I attack recklessly.
0: Oof. Uh, So Cordelia. So y'all can
2: bring it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: hmm. Okay. 11 to hit, 17 to hit.
2: AC 14.
0: 9 to hit. Okay. And then that one is very much a miss. So one of them hits you and does six necrotic damage as it sinks its undead teeth into you. This was a human. He was in his 70s. He had white hair and very thin skin and was just going about his business until he became zombified. The bite that he sinks into you deals six necrotic damage and then he heals six. He appears strengthened by having bitten you and you are now missing a chunk. That's not good. And now you understand why they were coming for you. (laughs) After the zombies, it's Felonius's turn. The blue dragonborn. You guys don't know her name. Sorry. Oh, gosh. She takes her tail because dragonborns have tails. And she gets down low and she tail swipes one of those zombies. It is the zombie that bit you because she's targeting the most dangerous opponent. And she swipes her tail at that 70-year-old man and hits him. And he goes down and is knocked prone. So Cordelia, it's your turn. The status of things is that these zombies were beaten up very, very badly by the wind wall, which you could see they had the choice to not step into. And they definitely chose to. Then they walked to you. They took a bite out of you. They seemed rejuvenated by that. (laughs) And there are three of them that appear about half health. There's one of them that looks very healthy, but is laying on the ground because Claudio's recruited NPC, Felonius, Felionis, tail swiped them. What do you do, Cordelia?
2: Yeah, I'll turn back to Simic and, hi, zombies are real. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you should run. I will do no such thing. And I will use the uh, the flat end of my, uh, my uh, weapon implement and push them back through that wall again. And that <laughs> is a 19 and an 18 athletics check uh, for two of them and just run them right back through it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a shove action in D&D, but I'm just going to say with a 19 and a what on an athletics?
2: And an 18. Oh my gosh. The second one.
0: Yeah, you push two of these through the wind wall. Gosh, go ahead and roll 3d8 again, Simmond.
3: Only eight damage this time.
0: Eight damage. Okay. And then you guys both see something crazy. I'm going to mark an X to see that they've done this. Because they're used to this wind wall attack, they use what's called paresthesia. The zombie can reduce the damage it takes from a single source by 1d12 points. I'm going to roll a d12 from here real quick. 10. The reduction cannot be applied to radiant damage. Okay, and that wasn't. So the zombies, having been pushed through the wall that they came through voluntarily, they know this wall and they, they block. They hold up their arms. And they stop the straw from hitting them through the skull. And they take no damage from that.
3: Well, they're also now on the other side of the wall. So uh, they have to pass through again, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm and that's my turn move
0: (laughs) (laughs) barbarian no want move
3: (laughs) suit yourself
0: there's some head shaking going on (laughs) no thank you
1: (laughs) did you push the one on the floor
0: no the number two is laying down the 70 year old man number three and four got pushed through the wall
1: in my head if you had done it i would have just pictured you just like like, like, I don't know, like a broom just pushing him, like, <laughs> dusting him all off into the...
0: Oh, <laughs> he's old and frail. Yeah. Is that the end of your turn, Cordelia?
2: That's everything.
0: Claudio, we are on to you. You are 40 feet away from the amazing Felionis, who just knocked one prone, and the barbarian Cordelia, who is kicking butt. And then 30 feet beyond that 40 feet is Simon, your old friend, came out from the woods like a druid.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. I mean, I appreciate the wall. Um, And you, Dragon, great job with that, tiles. I'm glad you decided to help out. Uh, But uh, how many uh, zombies are on our side of the wall?
0: One that is prone on the ground. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One that is standing.
1: Okay. Eh, 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 eh. I'm looking at the one that's standing. As a bonus action, I'm going to go ahead and cast Ensnaring Strike. And uh, take a shot at it. Next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends, a writhing mass of thorny vines appears at the point of impact. Target must succeed a strength saving throw or be restrained by magical vines until the spell ends. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cast. Oh, I'm going to cast that and then take a shot at the one that's standing. All right. So uh -uh, a, sorry, my modifier is, yeah, a 20 to hit. That hits. All right, cool. Um, and then my, well, my damage is going to be, uh, nine.
0: All right. And that's a non-magical?
1: Yeah. It's still a non-magical attack. Okay. The the vines are magical if they succeed the strength saving throw.
0: They do succeed. Well, does a 17 succeed?
1: Yeah, that's, that's going to succeed because the save is a, is a 12. Yeah. All right. So they just take the hit. They don't get, uh, entangled.
0: Okay. Is that the end of your turn?
1: Yeah, that's going to be the end of my turn.
0: Okay. At the end of Claudio's turn, the state of things, Simmond, is that Claudio is forty feet further back beyond the zombies, with Cordelia, and you are thirty feet away from them. What do you do, okay. Simmond?
3: So I the zombies are thirty feet away from me. Yes. Okay. And just a clarification point, can I pass Thorn Whip through the wall? It's not a projectile. I, I think it would take damage if it had HP, but I don't believe it has HP.
0: Is Thorn Whip being cast starting at you and heading towards them? In which case, I think the Thorn Whip would be blown away by the wind. Or if it's started inside the wall and whipping them, I think it would work.
3: I don't think the spell specifies. Um, Thorn Whip. Thorn Whip lashes out at your command toward a creature in range. It doesn't say the start point.
0: Yep. I mean, really, you could have any Thorn in the area, like one that was next to the zombies lash out at them that's very thematic in the wood setting that we are
3: sure and um all right and it does let me move creatures as well so i'm (laughs) going to attack yeah you know where that's going (laughs) i'm going to use thorn whip oh it's so
0: truity and cool
3: uh uh-huh against one of the zombies inside the wall right now i pre-rolled it is going i don't think thorn whip has a uh to hit on this i think it just does uh
0: it says make a melee spell attack against the target
3: there it is make a melee spell a target so that's plus your spell save dc do you guys uh,
0: know claudio 12. and cordelia
2: it'd be plus your wisdom and your proficiency yes yep i have it written here yep plus seven so uh, i
3: rolled 12 19 to hit
0: definitely hits okay
3: so and I rolled this already. I did 10 damage with my Thorn Whip to one of the zombies inside the wall. Cool. And then I'm going to drag the zombie back through the wall again with the Thorn Whip, <laughs> which dealt 14 damage.
0: Oh, zombie number four is not getting up. going to say that this one was a half-orc, and they are very down. They were, you'd say, buried not recently. And- okay. And they're they're staying down. but And to finish then, my turn,
3: I'm going to say, I said move.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to roll for something. The last thing that hit them was a 14, so the odds are pretty low. Yeah, no, they don't. They stay down. But you saw them get up for a second and then lay back down again. Okay.
3: Wasn't it worth the effort? <laughs> Rest in peace.
0: Is that the end of your turn, Sim and the Kind? Yes. Okay. Now it's the zombie's turn. Well, one of them is through a wind wall, so let's see if they even get through the wind wall. I think they have to use the reaction on this. They can only do this once per turn. They roll a d12, and paresthesia, yes. They reduce the damage from the wind wall by 10. Go ahead and roll the damage for the wind wall.
3: Mm -hmm. Nine.
0: Yep. It's called paresthesia, which is the name for when your leg falls asleep. That's the whole zombie. (laughs) Yeah. So they reduce that damage, and then they're going to. Oh my goodness, Cordelia, this is coming at you. Does a nineteen hit Live. you? Alive,
2: <laughs> it surely does.
0: You, you. Please note that you've been bitten by zombies, okay? Because you're once again gonna take six damage, and this zombie's gonna heal. It's also looking really good now. Oh.
1: <laughs> good as in what way? Like looking good, or like
2: it's a sexy zombie?
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've seen fast zombies, we've seen smart zombies. Now we've got sexy zombies. Rule 42.
3: So,
0: zombie number three <laughs> is whatever you want to imagine, listener. I'm not going to describe that one. <laughs>
1: Mad Lib zombie.
0: Yeah, whatever your image of that would be. <laughs> okay. uh, the zombie that was prone, I think it has to use its whole movement standing up, but Cordelia didn't move away. Cordelia shakes their head. They are brave and strong, and they are bitten once again by a zombie. That was a 17 on the dice. You definitely did not touch that one. Take another six damage. Cordelia, what are you at? Are you okay?
2: Oh, I'm just fine. On a scale of 1 to 55, I'm about a 37. <laughs> okay. Sounds to like too specific.
0: <laughs> this zombie looks like as good as it looked when you first started the fight, shall we say? Felionus is there, though, and the blue dragonborn is going to make a tail swipe and miss good try felionis you were useful once cordelia it's your turn to describe the state of things there are three zombies one of them looks amazing it's the 70 year old guy he was just like it undead is better for him than alive (laughs) (laughs) that zombie looks great then we have a zombie that's about middling in how it's looking One eyeballs popping out but that's about it and then we have a zombie that's hardly held together by anything They are all within five feet of you. And they are all within five feet of a wind wall.
2: Yeah, so I will take a uh, a, a reckless Great Weapon Master swing at uh, the one that is barely hanging on there.
0: Yes, the one that's barely hanging on. Got it. Well, it is literally barely hanging together.
2: (laughs) That is a 12 to hit? That's fairly low.
0: It hits. They only have an AC of 10. They don't really dodge. They just kind of stand there.
2: But they take hits like there's no tomorrow. That's 17 points of damage.
0: Ooh. What is half of 17?
2: It is non-magical, though.
0: Half of 17 is 8. Oh, the zombie goes down. And we do a roll. Oh, nice. That is higher than 8. So, the zombie goes down, but then it stands back up.
2: Y'all, I just can't with these, and I will push him through the wind wall uh that (laughs) is an athletics check of uh 14
0: all right and now i do normally charge an action for a push do you have any special is it
2: not replacing an, an attack
0: oh gosh yes okay if you
2: at fifth level i have two attacks
0: yeah if you're replacing an attack with it yes you can push simmons you don't even have to roll that because that zombie was at one hit point okay so cordelia describe what it looks like as you take out zombie number five
2: Yeah, I I figure uh, he was just sort of barely hanging on tendons and whatnot. So I push him through and that wind just kind of scatters him to the dust.
0: (laughs) Yes. Excellent. Is that the end of your turn?
2: That's everything.
0: Claudio, we are to you. You are 40 feet away. There are two zombies remaining. One of them looks better, you would say, than it did when the fight started. It's the 70-year-old man. And the other one is about, you know, there's an eyeball popping out. But it looks okay.
1: All I have is a pea shooter, but I'm gonna go ahead and just uh just take take two shots at uh, at the one that looks uh worse. So the first shot is going to be Oh actually, before I do that, can I hunters mark that one? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna hunter's mark it so that way I can do a little more a little more damage. But uh my first roll is an eighteen to hit. That hits. Perfect. Awesome. And then it's gonna be It was nine, so it's a 14 total piercing, though.
0: Yep, yep, and it took half that, so that zombie is still standing, but it looks like a stiff breeze could knock it over. Uh, uh.
1: Well, I have a second shot, so I'm going to go ahead and do that for a 20 to hit. That hits. And, And then six damage.
0: Another three taken. It's at seven hit points.
1: And then, um, whenever range... Deal an extra whenever you hit with a weapon attack. So, yeah, Hunter's Mark applies again for another five damage.
0: Nice. Another two taken. We're down to five hit points on this zombie. Its other eye pops out.
1: Ah, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't have a one liner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. All right, is that the end of your turn? Yes, it is. After Claudio, we're to Simmond. Simmond, there are two zombies left. One of them looks fantastic. He could run a marathon, and he's 70. And the other one, well, its other eye popped out. What do you do?
3: Claudia is still right in the in the way, correct?
0: Cordelia, yeah. Oh,
3: sorry. Cordelia, yes. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I tell you what, let's go ahead and burn our spell slots. Why not? I am going to cast Summon Beast, which will allow me to conjure a certain amount of animals up to a certain CR level. Um, you know, one cr CR2, two, two CR1, so on and so forth. Um, eight CR1 quarters, right? Will that drop your wind wall? Mm, does this require concentration? Let's see. It is concentration, so yes, it will drop the wind wall. So, <laughs> so the wind wall goes down, and I am going to summon a herd of elk, eight of them, CR point two five. Uh coming out of the forest here
0: okay uh mm-hmm. i guess i add the initiative order for the elk right
3: i think summoned animals count under my initiative so they're they're part of my turn
0: okay so they start on the turn after or the same turn i'm gonna ask cordelian's player because they seem more experienced
2: in this uh yeah i always just do it on the same turn because it's easier for the bookkeeping. Uh... I'm not. I think officially you they roll their own initiative, but I found it to be a pain in the buns and easy to forget.
0: Okay. Is it on the turn they come out or is it on one turn after?
2: I usually do the same turn, but okay. I don't actually know the official rules.
0: Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. So, Simmond, what did your eight elk do to that zombie? Those, those zombies. Oh, there's
3: two of them, correct?
0: Two zombies left.
3: Okay. So I'll have four of them target each one. They are going to make the charge attack. They move at least 20 feet straight toward the target and hit it with a ram attack on the same turn. They t- the target takes an extra seven damage.
0: Okay. What are your two
3: hits? Plus five to hit. So do I roll just one or do I roll all eight? Eight. Okay. All right. So we're going to say this is a D20 plus five. So let me just add that modifier. And then I mean, their their DC is 10, right?
0: Yeah. Their AC is 10.
3: So hit, miss, hit, hit. So the first one takes three hits. And then hit, hit... Oh, actually, that was a... a 17. Plus. Okay, yeah. One one miss. Two. Uh, so the, but they both take three. Okay. Alright. So, 14 damage, 14 damage, 16 damage to the first one.
0: Okay, and that's halved because they're not magical. They're just elk. Ah. Okay. Alright, so 7, 7, and 8.
3: Mm-hmm. And then... Twelve, fourteen, Oh Oh my
0: gosh! It's hanging on with one hit point. <laughs> it was so what? healthy. It was very healthy. Now the other one was at five, so you can just describe what happens to this one because it was at five hit points. The zombie.
3: Oh, the three elk ram into it with their antlers and tear off an arm, tear off part of the head, and then tear off a big t- p- part of the torso. Just a big hole right there. All right. I believe it falls to the ground.
0: Yeah, it does. And then it revives and then they kick it again. All right. (laughs) Does that end your turn?
3: It does. Although the elk are still here. I have them for an hour as long as I have concentration.
0: (laughs) Nice. Oh, um, I should let you know that before you joined the party, 20 feet further beyond Claudio is an escaping white haired humanoid. If your elk want to, if you want to do anything about that.
3: Oh, I certainly can. They have, they have a speed of 50 and and are rideable. (laughs)
0: After Simmons, the zombies have one last turn That previously could run a marathon Old, old man Turns to Cordelia And is going to try to sink their I guess gums Sink their gums into you one last time
2: Well, he can bite me Does that mean his dentures are already stuck? And like, that's all he has left?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Does a 10 hit you?
2: It surely does not.
0: All right, that's its turn. <laughs> Felonius swipes with her tail. Oh, 19 on the dice, leaving it prone and Cordelia, it's your turn.
2: No need to reckless. I will just make two great weaponmaster strikes. Uh, that is an 18 on the die. Uh, I don't feel like we need to math that out. No. Uh, ooh for uh, 19 22 points of bludgeoning damage.
0: I'm supposed to make a save against a constitution saving throw against the roll taken and with a dc of five plus the damage taken and they got a 17 on the dice plus three is 20 so that means the zombie does not rise again
2: i'll hit it once more for good measure
0: (laughs) nice and that ends initiative good job everybody i'm gonna describe the scene Simmond, you are in the woods about 30 feet off to the side of the path that has the corpses of zombies, corpses, and Cordelia. There's also a dragon born with Cordelia. 40 feet away from town are Claudio, and then 20 feet past Claudio, again away from town, on the path, is a white-haired human male with unkempt hair, who seems to be booking it.
3: They seem to be booking it? Yeah. Alright, I am going to command the elk to scoop everyone up in their antlers and bring everyone over to a nice little little campfire.
0: Okay. Successful. I had a DC of five to the intimidation check. I think a herd of elk does it. Good. You have rounded up one slippery human man.
3: Perfect. Does, does he look like he's going anywhere now? No. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, now, how about we all just sit here around the campfire? You know, may- Maybe take a little bit of a short rest here while we do so. And uh, just kind of... Everybody, let's talk. Let's get to know each other. Let's really understand each other here. That sounds good
1: to me. I mean... Uh, oh, I would love that. You- yeah.
3: I will read what
0: you missed, because it is only fair. They had set out from Nikomoi right after accepting the flyer from the jobs board, but because it was still winter, the sun set early and caught them with it already dark out. That's what you missed.
3: Oh, so it's nighttime right now, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And uh, do we have any history coming from these, the crazy-haired, white-haired man, or anybody want to fill me in on what's happening, why there are zombies? Uh, well, it
1: turns out these two are grave robbers trying to get some money. Um,
0: hey, and, uh, I resent that. Says Sidra. Is it untrue? Of course not. Do an insight check. All right. I was visiting my great uncle's grave. Uh,
3: fifteen.
0: He is lying.
1: Yeah, unless they dug up the uncle. Because again, I mean, the shovel. I really want to keep on pointing out the shovel. <laughs> you don't bring a shovel to a grave without you know digging
3: some dirt on someone. Simon pats his arm and says, "You know, we can't judge the choices of others. Everyone is fighting a struggle that we know nothing about." Moving on. I'm with very the story. much
2: in agreement. It does look a little sus. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's fine. I'm still listening. I'm <laughs> I'm withholding my 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 suspicions. <laughs>
2: Uh, what was your great uncle's name perhaps we can make sure he's properly laid to rest again
0: uh uh, insight check as he tries to come up with the name uh bob
2: that's a three
0: definitely it was bob
1: Uh, question actually Uh, are we are the zombies still on the floor nearby yeah Uh, is that your great uncle there the one that uh our friend cordelia kind of smashed into bits
0: With a performance check of, ooh, 16, he raises his arms above his head and goes, Great Uncle Bob!
2: Oh, by the light, I am sorry about that.
1: Uh, It's no matter, I mean, he, (laughs) I think he got his dinner's worth tonight out of half of you, Cordelia. How are you feeling, by the way?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, you can't go out on an adventure not to get a scrape or two. Yeah, but something goes, like,
1: something has to be said about, like, three bites that's you were a full course dinner for bob over there it's it's
2: a little crazy well how long had uncle bob been in the ground it seems like he might have been hungry i i don't know that's a good question wow zombies are real huh this is wild
3: <laughs> yeah that's the takeaway from that that's for sure
2: um <laughs>
1: i'm going
3: to i'm going to just perform a medicine check on bob to see how long i think he's been decomposing um i actually rolled a nat 20 on that ooh
0: Nice. You can tell that all of these corpses were buried at various times. I'm not a corpse. I keep saying this like every five episodes. I wish I knew more about normal corpse decomposition. But if I looked it up, I would be on some kind of watch list. So I don't have that knowledge. But you would say that these corpses were decomposing at a pretty normal rate for a pretty recent time that wasn't all at the same time ago.
1: This is a plug for any of you morticians out there who like to play d and I mean, don't be afraid to join us. We would love to get an expert here on the show to make sure that we're on top of our corpse uh, knowledge.
0: <laughs> Body farm, where are you at? Tell me. <laughs> yeah.
3: I can send you a documentary later. Um, <laughs> anyways. So, all right. So these are uh, maybe may plausible. Maybe this is Bob. Probably not, but that's okay. Like no, I said, you are I'm not here convinced. To you. This
0: is not Bob. He definitely made that up. You had an insight check
3: yep, several and that's times.
1: <laughs> hey, Simond, uh I would honestly, I would direct the questions more to the Dragonborn friend because uh, they they seem to be a little more guilty than uh, Mister Whitehair over there. So, right. if you have any questions, definitely ask her.
3: Yes, uh, ma'am. What, what was your name?
0: Gravelly voice. Gravelly voice. I'm Felionis Felionis, ah, Felionis Ganbold
3: Very nice to meet you um, What's your take on all this? Like I said, grave robbing, it's f- fine We all have to make a living, I understand But wh- where did the zombies come from?
0: I wish I knew We were just digging Sorry, Slick Draw And all of a sudden they came out From the ground at us it's, I, That's never happened before <laughs>
3: Did you see any suspicious uh, characters?
0: Those zombies.
3: What what what
1: was the profile of the graves you were digging? I mean, let's let's just air it out. You guys were digging graves. That doesn't, you know. Yeah. Your your grave yeah. diggers, grave rockers. Yeah, we had so. to make
0: money from something because the boat didn't get contracts from the race.
1: What boat? Oh, what race?
0: And that is the episode "Bodhi Make Kitten Face." Listeners, give that one a listen.
1: Good segue. A river. I don't know. I, w- I was not uh, in <laughs> Um. So yeah, what kind of graves were you kind of around? I mean, it either uh, could have been someone who raised this, that's my guess. I mean, or you guys were just hanging around the wrong turf, Uh, sprung a trap. I don't know. I Those are my ongoing theories.
0: I don't think what we were doing was all that hard to believe. Why are you all here in the middle of the night on this road to Michui?
1: Uh Excellent question. I mean, uh, there was a flyer that we kind of read and uh, we're out on an adventure.
0: Which reminds you, Claudio, of the flyer that you're holding in your hand.
1: Ah, look at that. Perfect timing. Uh, oh, um, Would anyone like to read this? Yes, please. Here to go.
0: Simon brings it to the light of Cordelia's hooded lantern and reads, Hello, fire-breathing kittens. It has been a while. Barry Rawlings here. I hope you all are doing well. Amonist, how's that ring of invisibility I made you holding up? Well, enough small talk. As you know, I'm an artificer who makes magical items using the monster parts I find on my hikes. Sometimes I'm lucky enough to get to work with the strange oddities that adventurers such as yourselves bring me. Last week, a man came to me saying his son had gone missing from the Hokkaido Mountain Zoo. He brought with him some strange magical dust that he had collected. I started doing research on the dust and it is very strange. I could use some help. Please come see me in my workshop in Mishwi. Second left turn in town three blocks down it's the green and purple painted cottage if you reach the waterfall you've gone too far signed barry rawlings
3: well he seems delightful we should absolutely help him i
2: agree i'd love to take part of those hikes
3: and i think that answers your question about
1: what we were doing on our way to Mishui.
0: oh sorry for presuming of course you weren't grave robbing i don't see a shovel
1: Ex see the shovel's really the indicator thank you you're catching along i'm glad you joined us
2: hmm. if i may and I, I really don't mean to cast judgment everybody's got their own things going on and they gotta find a way to make uh to, to get by as it were uh but why are we asking people who are gonna lie to us questions we could just follow these tracks from the zombies they they weren't uh exactly uh uh covering their tracks here that's true i mean you got me beat there I don't... All right <laughs> uh does
3: anyone... Is anyone here a little bit more dexterous than I am? You know, big fingers. Ah, cat fingers. Well, pause. But the, the claws really help out. Ah, okay. Uh, I feel like we should hold on to these. You know, people are going missing, and I don't want anything bad to happen to these people. Let me just put them up on the elk, and do you think you could take some of this rope here and just, just, just tie them to the antlers a bit? That sounds a mite like kidnapping. Oh, uh, Felonius, you don't mind, right? You know,
0: <clears throat> you know, I would just join you. How about if I voluntarily join you? I will keep you company. How does that sound?
3: That sounds just fine. But still, it's a long way. Maybe up on the elk. I'll get on one, too.
0: I, what a lovely ride, she says. And Slickdraw says, riding an elk is such a luxury. <laughs>
3: It is indeed good, sir. And he offers him a hand up onto the elk.
0: (laughs) Now you have uh, less literally captive, but just as figuratively captive NPCs.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh,
0: All right. They're going to follow you guys because you've expressed a desire. I, as the DM, respect that. And they will not, like, try to escape. They will follow you for the rest of the adventure. So you tell me when they're not here.
1: (laughs) Okay, gotcha. I'm going to pull Simon to the side and say I would still keep an eye on the, the guy with the white hair. I mean... Not that, you know, I know you like to trust people and stuff like that. I'll give you that shot. But uh, he, I don't know, something just, he lies a lot. Let's just say that.
2: <laughs> he
0: has not said a true thing.
3: <laughs> My dear, I, I am a druid. Our highest status is wisdom.
1: Good. Okay. Just, mine is not. It's all right. I'm just, I'm not strong, but I'm fast. I've got you.
3: It's all right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, shall we follow to some the tracks?
2: Yeah, Claudia, why don't I give you a hand? You can show me some of the finer points of uh, zombie tracking. Wow. Good <laughs> uh, evening. Yes,
1: of course. This way. Onward.
0: Night has completely fallen. <laughs> who? Who? Calls something in the distant darkness. How Oh, long? hello. Who's there? It was an owl.
3: <laughs> I could speak to animals. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's a druid thing to do. You,
0: you can <laughs> Oh, okay. It goes
3: speech of beast and leaf, yes.
0: Cool. Uh it goes, ooh. And you understand that to mean uh what do owls say? I guess they say I'm here, don't come here, other owls, these mice are mine.
3: Yeah. I-, I don't think they can talk back. They can just understand me and I have advantage with them.
0: Okay. It says Ooh, which is you look like you're too big to eat mice. Ooh.
3: Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> um yeah, so we're, we're working our way through. Um,
0: how long do you continue to walk off the path in the woods?
1: Um, wh- how, how well do I see the tracks, I guess? Because I, I guess I am leading this charge now. Perception check. <coughs>
2: mm-hmm. I will uh, use the help action to give you advantage. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you do have the lantern.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: a 23.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're very perceptive. Everyone else following behind Claudio notices that he has led you to a place where rows of dark, shadowy, waist-height stone slabs are neatly arranged in lines. For Claudio the tracker, you're very perceptive. You hear the earth rustling 50 feet away in the 3 o'clock direction.
1: Uh, does, Does anyone else hear it? Just you. Okay. Um, Okay. So, this looks like a graveyard, but I also hear some strange earth rumbling, unless there's an earthquake coming. I mean, through it, I don't know, make of that what you will. Can you, can you hear it also? It's about in the three o'clock direction.
3: Uh, perception check. Uh, I'm also going to cast Guidance on myself real quick, just add a d4 to that. Uh, well, I didn't need to, I rolled a 19, so yeah.
0: You hear the earth rustling 50 feet away in the three o'clock direction.
3: Can I call out to the rustling sound? And say, "Excuse me, please show yourself." With advantage. Uh... Oh. Mm. Y'all, is it zombies? Is it more zombies? Can anyone see this area yet? Fifty feet away.
0: Well, the uh, hooded lantern's light is not fifty feet. I don't think.
3: No, I think it's thirty. Okay. Well, I guess we just need to move forward a little bit. I'll take point.
0: Cordelia takes point and shines the hooded lantern upon a halfling is half in, half out of the ground, reaching to free itself.
2: I'll give that little half and halfling a hand.
0: (laughs) It bites you, takes six damage, and it heals six HP.
2: Oh, I have misunderstood.
0: (laughs) Its eyes are vacant, it does not appear to breathe, but it does gulp air in order to emit a dull growl which exits from its lips reminiscent of a
3: death rattle.
2: No six damage. Yeah. Oh, not friendly, not
3: friendly. are we Are we rolling initiative? Are we in a battle right now?
0: This is kind of a flavor battle. If you want to double tap it, you can. If you want to leave just... it alone, you can. It's just a half in half out halfling. <laughs>
3: I've so decided Simmond is very in favor of laying zombies back to rest. I think a couple of quick thorn whips should do it.
0: <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna like slide over that. Uh and then it's still. <laughs>
3: yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess moving forward, uh
2: we should probably cleanse the world of all of these. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't get like biting close if you can help it. <laughs>
0: Cordelius player, you really must note on your character sheet that she has been bitten.
1: <laughs> I no, I, I'm pretty convinced Cordelius is kind of into this kind of thing at this point because it's <laughs> it happening too often for it to
3: be an accident. Well again, metagaming. What what is a barbarian's wisdom stat? I I really think we need to examine this. <laughs> it's an eight. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> so Cordelia, you were you're the only one who knows this. I want the other people to not know this. Because you cut it with slashing damage as you dispatched this halfling, and earlier in the battle you were a bit in a rage, but it's coming to you now. The blood that oozed out glittered with fine, sparkly particles in it. But only you noticed that because others didn't get close enough. So.
1: Writing that down. Okay, so I take it this is where you guys were doing your digging?
0: Felonius, the blue dragonborn, says... Yes! I don't know how to do a gravelly voice. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... And you were just digging for gold, huh?
0: Yes.
1: By the way, how much did you come up? Because that bag sounded pretty full, I mean...
0: She starts to back away, her eyes widen, it's pretty clearly a large (laughs) amount, and she, uh... Just... I mean, she's leading her elk back, and the elk stops and, like, looks at her like, no... (laughs)
1: Okay, actions speak louder than words. I get it. I get it. Um, look, we're not in the business of ratting anyone out. Eh, I mean, I think the bigger problem is where the zombies came from. Look, I'm, the gold is gold. is gold. Zombies are a different issue. So what happened? This paint the scene for me for how the zombies came out. What were you doing? Where were you?
0: We were digging. And Slickdraw is going to take over because um, she's kind of too loyal to really say much and he admits, okay, so we were digging and we've done this before it's normally not a big deal make a quick thousand gold, who cares and then, you know, this time they dug their way out the moment our shovel freed them from the ground it was like pop, pop, popcorn I've never seen corpses so willing to exit the earth
1: um, have you been to this graveyard before?
0: no, it's our first time we're from Nicomui
1: Mm. Interesting. What do you guys make of this?
2: How many times did y'all get bitten? They're just having a field day with me. It's like mosquitoes out here. <laughs> Zero <laughs>
0: times. You're the only bitten one. <laughs> huh. Cordelia, this is not good for you. Just, we're going to keep going. But <laughs> uh,
1: This is strange. I mean... Uh, zombies only here. Have... We heard... I mean, I... Ah, this is this is really strange. Can we do? Hmm. Okay. Let's let's check out the zombies to see. Or let's check out the. I don't know. Let's check something out. I'm not good with any investigation type stuff, but uh, but um. Okay. Let's look at the the halfling one. It's the most recent one. Can can I investigate to see if there's anything weird about the actual halfling or like its grave or anything? Yes. Okay. Perception check or
0: investigation.
1: All right. Sounds good. 18.
0: Now you too are aware of the fact that it's blood that oozes out, glitters with fine sparkly particles in it.
1: Okay. And as I might note, I've had friends who are halflings and I've seen them bleed. So I know this is... Okay, guys, this is a little weird. Um, this, this blood is a little sparkly. It's not regular blood. Um, do you mind checking this out, Simon? I don't know if you know anything about healing or... Well, you know about nature and stuff like that. Does yes. this
2: look familiar? The
1: mm-hmm. other ones
2: were like that, too. I just thought that was how zombies went. Y'all are the experts. Ah. No,
1: no, no, no. Zombies are just reanimated people. So they, the blood should be the same, if at all.
3: I'll do a medicine check. I, I only rolled a 7, but I have a plus 7, so 14. I'm proficient.
2: I can uh, I can help you.
3: Oh, yeah? Okay. So yeah, let me, so you're going to give me an assist, so I'll roll again to a 13, and I'll do a guidance as well. Only a plus one, so 13, so it's 20. Uh, 21 for my medicine check to see if I know anything about glittery blood.
0: There is not a species in Quasso that has glittery blood that you know of, except angelings, and this one isn't an angeling.
3: Hmm. And Cordelia, I know, as a barbarian, probably not big on these topics um anybody anybody good at arcana uh, plus zero it ain't my worst
2: <laughs> oh bless your heart
3: yeah I have, a, I have a plus zero as well so not not my strong suit well i'll give it a go all right eight
0: no <laughs> narp this glittering might be magical
2: well claudio uh you all knew zombies were around before. How do they usually come about? Is it some sort of desecration or 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 maybe there's a a, a necromancer hereabouts? Are they real too? uh never encountered
1: one uh last time well, my only familiarity with zombies is a museum as far as I know uh and well, the theme of the museum was like kind of creepy and stuff like that so um origins of zombies. I'll be honest, I don't know. Um, but, the, like I said, this isn't my first time interacting with them. But, uh, yeah.
2: You're going to have to give me the name of that museum. I would love to take my kids. I I think Hunter would be real just uh, uh, chuffed to bits to, to take a walk around that. But uh, maybe that's not a, a right here, right now sort of thing. Maybe we should just take a look around and see if we can find uh, something that's maybe disturbed or that's been added or, or taken away.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh... Let's also ask the residents of this place if they've noticed anything different because uh I mean zombies are are a, maybe a tourist attraction, I don't know. Maybe they know about them. So uh let's, I well, it's the dead of night, so let's see if anyone's up and actually noticed any of this activity too. Alright, so let's go <laughs> let's go uh check out to see if anyone's up. Any guards
2: or anything may
1: have noticed.
0: Do you follow the path into Mishwi? I'd
2: yeah. like to check oh. around. Here, at least uh, cursory, just spread out, I don't know, 50 feet and check the, the area um, and see if anything jumps out of this. Yeah. Literally or figuratively.
3: I feel like we should probably also, if we're checking around with people, maybe Barry should be the first one that we check in with. Remember, there was a strange glittery
2: powder he mentioned? Yeah, why don't we bring some of this blood, see if he knows what to make of it? At oh, the very least, he, idea. Might, he might give us something for it.
3: Oh, actually, I don't know if I can post. Um, I do have a bag of holding now. That was my, my shopping before this. Can I just go ahead and put some zombie parts in the bag of holding? Yeah.
0: Go ahead and write down on your character sheet that you made contact with the bloody zombie parts. Okay. <laughs> Cordelia is smiling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's that feel? That little asterisk.
3: <laughs> Feels like I'm going to need to go find a priest. <laughs>
0: Go ahead and roll that perception check for the 50 feet aroundabouts.
3: I don't think that was me, right?
0: That was Cordelia.
2: Okay. 18.
0: Okay. You find a amulet of your choice from the Dungeon Master's Guide at uncommon level status, and it, it's dirty. <laughs> like, there's dirt on it.
2: Just like it was in the ground, or yeah. some sort of corruption or
0: no no like someone yeah. recently dug it up and dropped it when they were fleeing from zombies
2: mm. uh yeah i will uh, pocket that and uh, keep looking around
4: that's uh, what you find
2: i will return to everybody else and uh tell them well i found more ill-begotten gains which uh apparently now i am party to uh <laughs> in for a penny in for a pound i suppose did it come from a grave it did not. Well, mm. not not when I had it, but, uh, and she'll kind of eye the others.
1: All right. Technically, then, you're not a grave robber, so that's good. Um,
2: it's never great when you're coming down to technicalities on grave robbing. <laughs> ah, so you're on their team now, huh? <laughs> you guys are very stuck on this. Grave robbing is a, is one of the
3: oldest professions in the book. Listen, I just, it. <laughs> hurts. I'm, I'm just giving. It hurts no one. They're already dead. <laughs> Well, not not in this case.
2: I don't know if you can make that argument here. Oh, they're still dead. They just Well, they may have done us a favor. Did you pull any weapons off them?
1: No, but they they pulled off some skin from
2: you. That's all
3: I know. <laughs> That's a fair point. Is there any have we actually examined that bag?
0: The grave robbing
3: bag?
2: Yes. You had not. They don't no. seem too keen on letting us take a peek.
3: Um maybe if I ask uh Felonius. Yes. Can we just take a look see at that that little bag you got there?
0: Okay. Okay. Slick draws like felonious, no. And then she hands you a bag. It has a thousand gold worth of stolen graveyard jewelry in it.
3: Stolen graveyard jewelry. Ju- di- hmm. <laughs> I don't think I have detect magic. Ooh. No, I, I don't either. Yeah. Hmm. So it's just jewelry. Does any of it look sinister at all? Like maybe something that a necromancer might have worn? No. All right. Well. Hmm. Cordelia, what do you what do you think we should do with this? I
2: hand her the bag. Well, it was you who said it was fine to stake from graves. I, I suppose, highway robbery is another ancient profession, but I. Unless we're stopping them from doing things, I think that's theirs.
3: All right. I'll stand by your judgment. I'll pass the bag back to uh, sl- Slick Draw.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. And we-, we won't speak of this, of course. But I really thank you. We don't have much.
3: I understand that. Just keep an eye on that stuff. I don't know if any of it maybe maybe find a priest and have them look over it. <laughs> don't 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 tell him where it's from.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: All right. Uh anyways,
1: carry on. So yeah, let's go to uh what was his name again? I forgot. Barry. The Barry. There we go.
0: They follow the path into Mishwe. This is a pretty small town. There are only a few blocks of buildings with most of them stretching oh, out right. along the main street you came in on. You have reached the first T-intersection, which has a pharmacy, a post office, a refueling station, and a school. They're all closed because it's late at night. You're at a T-intersection. Where do you go?
3: I believe there were directions on the, uh, I believe it was the 2nd Street 3rd house down. It's purple and green. Yeah, we have the, we have the
1: note. We can read it, right?
0: You can read it. You are reminded (laughs) that the note said... Second left turn in town, then three blocks down. It's the green and purple painted
1: cottage. Second left turn, so let's go straight.
0: They proceed straight, my smart players. You reach the second T-intersection, which has a factory, a market, a park with a playground, and a town hall. They're all closed because it's late at
3: night. Well, here we go left.
0: They turn left. How many blocks down do you go?
3: For, for, For all the listeners... Uh, he is holding up three fingers right now. Yes, he is holding <laughs> up his three fingers. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. You are standing in front of a green and purple painted cottage.
1: Is this color? Is this the color the, yes.
3: that the note
1: said? Oh, okay, good. Oh, sorry, my eyes are...
3: We, well, no, they're good. We I just want just, to make sure you guys... We also just need to comment just briefly on the growth of our of our DM who in the past would have said the notes magically disappeared you're on your own you didn't write it down you're screwed
2: (laughs) classic adventure game uh mechanics yeah
3: yeah growth growth Mm -hmm. yep appreciate (laughs) it (laughs) so uh let's just take a knock on let's knock loudly on the door
0: the door opens, and a tall, wide half-orc wearing khaki shorts and a safari-style button-up shirt beams down at you. Fire-breathing kittens, I presume? I'm Barry. Barry Rawlings. Which fire-breathing kittens do I have the pleasure of meeting tonight?
2: Well, I'm Simmond. I'm Claudio. And I'm Cordelia. It's great to meet you, and I'm sorry to disturb you at such an hour.
0: That's okay. I'm self-employed. I set my own hours. So I'm often late, late into the night working in my workshop. Barry walks over to a shelf in his workshop and withdraws a gray box. Which brings me to where the top and bottom clamshell together are two lines of gold on this gray box. Holding it gingerly, he brings the box over to you, you know, welcoming you into his home. Do you all step inside?
3: Of course.
1: Sure. Yes. And these are our friends, by the way. Uh, Not gray robbers uh, and... They're joining us for the tonight are we
2: so. sure we want to bring grave robbers into his house? They're not though so but if if they're here as like our plus two and then they get up to shenanigans, that's on us
1: Well, we saved their butts uh plus we can probably uh negotiate some uh some findings after this.
3: They've already promised us their best behavior, and I'm sure he gives them a glance. ...that they're going to uphold that.
0: Slickdraw says, Of course, I'm always on my best behavior. Do an insight check. Thirteen. Yeah, he's probably telling the truth. Okay. This is my sideways <laughs> head shake, listeners. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's good enough for me.
0: <laughs> okay, they join too. Holding the box gingerly, Barry brings it over to you... ...and sets it down on a desk, carefully... Leaning in slowly, he holds his breath and gently opens the lid. A fine powder, softer than sand, glitters inside. It's sparkling. This dust is so magical. Each particle is a small packet of energy from the school of magic of enchantment, transmutation, or conjuration. They're so energetic that they're vibrating together humming together in a musical note just beyond what ears can hear. How many dust particles coming together changes the resonant frequency, the pitch, see? The buff hiker artificer sets down the box, saying, I'll just get a spoon here, wouldn't want to touch it with my bare hands. He turns around. (laughs) Oh, he turns back to you. These energetic little particles will pass right through your skin and bury themselves into you, seeking your life core. But don't worry, Mm. I've designed a magnet that'll draw it out if it gets inside you.
2: I sure hope you have a bunch of
3: those magnets, Andy. Can can I just compare, can I pull out the zombie, oh oh, can I warn him first and then pull out (laughs) the zombie parts? Just compare these sparkles
0: yes the blood oozing from the zombie arm is even to your not magically trained eyes the same as the sparkle sort of like matching hollow you know that's hollow this is hollow. (laughs) yeah anyway um yeah same sparkle and and he goes oh my had you been touching this
3: yes could we borrow those magnets please
0: Yes, he turns back to his shelf and withdraws a foot-long cast-iron rod. I designed this to pull out any dust that buries under your skin. We wouldn't want to leave that in there. Based on the harmonics for the schools of magic this dust vibrates at, I would deduce that that would be quite transformative. The moment he carries that cast-iron magnet wand out from the shelf and gets close to you with it, you feel it dancing deep within you, (laughs) Cordelia especially, and Simmond. It feels like there's something itching under your skin.
2: Oh that is not exactly pleasant. ah, Oh kinda nice when it finally leaves though. Absolutely.
0: And it does. It flies out of your skin and it's kinda gross that it like wells up on the skin and then like drifts out of the skin and clusters onto the magnet iron rod.
2: How nice did that leave? Is it like the bends or, or some such?
0: You're fine. You're not injured.
2: Good.
0: It wasn't cool. It was not cool. But you're fine. So uh he takes this amount of dust with the glove on and kinda like gets it off of the rod and collects it into his hand and and holds it out so you can see it but not touch it <laughs> and says, You can hear it humming. And everybody go ahead and make an arcana check.
3: Twelve. Eleven. Seven. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you don't hear anything. You're just going to have to believe him. He says, I want to get even more of this dust. If it's singing like this with just a tiny bit, imagine the chorus when there's more of it together.
3: Well, you could probably extract some of it from the zombie parts I brought you. I saw on your flyer you can use monster parts for things, so I just went ahead and brought them.
0: Excellent. And he withdraws about eh, a quarter cup from the zombies. Wonderful. Wonderful.
3: Very concentrated. So let's think what could be happening here. We're still trying to figure out where these zombies are coming from. And you're telling me there's this magical dust that we found in the zombies. So any thoughts? Do we know how any of these people died? Is there a record of deaths? And we can figure out maybe who these people are. And did they have deaths of strange circumstances recently where they might have been exposed to dust?
0: Perception check everybody while you're thinking about this.
3: Oh, I'm going to cast Guidance, so everyone add a uh, 1d4.
0: Is Guidance a cantrip or something? How are you doing it so much?
3: Guidance is a cantrip. I can add a 1d4
2: to any ability roll whenever I want. With Guidance, that's a 9.
1: <laughs> With gui- uh, Perception, right? Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: 20. Um, 7 plus something. Uh, Perception. Uh, 11.
0: None of you see or can react to Slickdraw's eyes as you're all being like, dust, what? Slickdraw's eyes widen to take in a finished magical amulet lying on the workbench. He sneaks over to the workbench, better than you all can perceive Wait. him. You you didn't
1: with, see it. With a 20?
0: No, it's a 23. He catches the eye hey. of Felionis and, motioning for her to stand in front of and cover him, he slides the jewelry into one of his many, many pockets. None of you saw that. Keep going. <laughs> Cordelia was very right. <laughs> I'm glad you're smiling. You were right.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, we saw nothing. No, um Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just thoughts. Uh, Barry, what do you think?
0: <clears throat> I would love to get more of this. This dust is fascinating. Oh,
1: I guess I have a follow-up question since we don't know how they died. Um, has there been anyone strange around here? Any, any, I don't know, any new neighbors? Any new residents? Um... Any new necromancers? Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, necromancers, or anyone that. How did you get about? How did you find this first set of the dust? Also,
0: Ferris Horbinger brought it to me. I wonder why this dust was found where Ferris's son went missing. It was such an odd story. Ferris said that his son went into the bathrooms, which only had one door in or out. The boy Trevor went in through the only door. His father Ferris went in to look for him, but he wasn't there. The only unusual thing about the scene was that this dust was there.
1: Oh, that. Oh, that's a big blow. Wow, that is a lot more than I expected. Um, child missing, then dust. Okay,
3: what do you guys make of these? Maybe the child turned into dust?
1: <clears throat> that does not make it any better for me. Oh, man.
2: Nor I. It's it's quite the tragedy for anything to befall a child. Well, let's hope Has that there... we can still find him. Yeah, have there been search efforts that we might be able to link up with?
0: And that was the episode, Do the Poodoo at the Zoo (laughs) Zoo. Such a name. Uh, That that was that episode, everybody, if you want to listen to that. They found the dust, they did not find the child. Hmm. They're all linked together.
1: (laughs) Eh. I guess, well, it's a little late, but we can ask uh, around. So, Ferris' child missing, but it has a connection with the dust. Um...
0: Yeah, the child was last seen in the bathroom. The dad, Ferris, went into the bathroom, couldn't find the child, and there was no other exit. And Jenny searched pretty well. There was no other exit in that bathroom. And they never found the kid. But the only unusual thing that they found was dust. This dust. Which is weird. It's very okay. magical.
1: Okay. And and this is how you came about this dust that you have now, right? No other way?
0: Yes. Ferris Horbiger brought me this dust and said as an artificer that I should look into it. And I did. I investigated. It has an unusual humming sound to it. And its components are conjuration, transmutation, and enchantment.
1: Okay. And uh, and anyone, any suspects that we should be looking at? I mean, uh, again, anyone strange that's been around town, um, maybe had any particular interest in... sad to say it but like in ferris or 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 any of the like is there any particular reason it might have been ferris's son
0: i had never met ferris or his son before ferris came to me with the dust he doesn't live in mishwi he lives in nikimui
1: oh interesting
2: have we shown him what we collected yet yeah okay how similar is what we collected to that dust that they found at the site
0: why this is the same
1: dust
2: Inside the blood? Perhaps there was a battle there that
1: somebody cleaned up? Um, I guess follow-up question. We encountered zombies. How many other zombie encounters have you had lately?
0: There are zombies?
1: Okay, yeah, there are zombies That's what those monster too. parts. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy. I'm so intrigued by this as an artificer.
1: Okay, well... Sorry, I didn't mean to blow your mind like that. But yeah, zombies... Big correlation with the uh, dust. And you mentioned something about life force. Uh, that is way beyond the scope of my knowledge. Um, so that's something for maybe you to look into. I give you that task, Mr. Artificer, as we will investigate some more dust stuff.
0: You found this in our graveyard in Mishwi? That's where these zombie parts came from?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we left out a lot of details. Yes. Sorry. Yeah.
0: My goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we came in. To these two uh, folks here uh, running away from the zombies, Uh, one of them was visiting their great great grandfather Bob. I'm sure you met him. He might have been a resident of of this place. Uh, So we were running away, and uh, battle ensued. And Cordelia uh, had a few bites uh, from one of the zombies and noticed that uh, there was uh, strange blood in the mix. We went to the grave, and then you know one thing led to another. We're here with the parts. But yeah, there seems to be a connection between the dust and the zombies, maybe, perhaps. I don't want to jump to any conclusions.
0: Why would our recently dead have encountered this dust? I mean, I understand that it would worm its way under the skin of anyone who encountered it and transform them. But how could they have encountered it in their daily lives?
1: Huh, that's the same question we have. Um, oh,
0: no. And he's going to um, mm-hmm. go over to uh, Simmond, Druid? Quick, Mm -hmm. think of an animal. Any animal. Giant elk. Really? Okay, a pet. A pet animal. (laughs) Oh, ferret. Okay, they have a pet ferret. Barry goes over to his pet ferret. Ferrets don't really go outside. This ferret goes on a leash, okay? And says, Percy. Hey, Percy, come here. Come here, boy. And he holds out, like, a little piece of chicken. And the ferret's like, oh, yes, chicken. Barry holds out the rod. And because... Percy went on walks around town. Barry holds out the rod and some dust comes out of Percy. (gasps) (gasps) Says Barry.
2: Whoa. That's big news. Eh. Maybe we should just walk around with that rod and see where it's pulling from? Yeah. Do
1: you have an extra one? Yeah, you
0: can borrow this. I can make another.
2: Oh, man, that's big.
1: You can handle it. (laughs) All right. Oh, no, I meant, like, the, the reveal, not the rod. I mean... (laughs)
3: <laughs> my okay. my comment was about the reveal. I, I ah, wh- okay. where are you going, <laughs> sir?
2: I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I
1: just <laughs> anyway. Okay, so we're going to. Well, we should probably take note of where we as we go around sniffing with the rod. Uh, where we get the most concentration of the dust, because that that's going to be. A big indicator of uh, where it's coming from.
2: Oh, boy. Man, there's
1: a lot of information happening right now. I, anyone else a little
2: overwhelmed? Yeah, a little bit. I feel like I'm a bit out of my depth, but I'm so happy to be involved. I, I think we'll just do a great job. Y'all are so smart. You know, everything's about zombies and whatnot, and we're going to do just great.
3: I have a great deal of faith in your mental faculties, although maybe slightly less now than a few seconds ago.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: man.
0: And we're going to join our heroes as they search for dust around town in part two. Joining us for part one were Simond. Hello. Claudio.
1: I'm searching for dust now. Oh, oh, hey, yeah. And uh, don't forget to uh, leave a review. Uh, if you leave a five-star review, we'll definitely read it on air. I don't know if it'll be me, probably. But if you want, tell, tell Claudio to read it. That'd be pretty great. Uh... <laughs> And then, uh, yeah,
3: that'd be great. Oh, we'll read all the reviews. They don't have to be five star. If you leave us a one star,
2: we will be scathing, but we will read it.
0: Don't leave us a one star. And Cordelia.
2: (laughs) Hey, y'all, be good to each other and don't get bit by zombies, (laughs) y'all.
0: Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you! Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're gonna roll a dice now, and I am going to write that number down. And whoever is the closest to this number, written down, is going to have to or is going to get volunteered to do a recap. <laughs> Everybody, roll a dice.
2: D
1: twenty.
0: Yep.
2: Eight. Lucky thirteen. Eighteen.
0: And the number was. There's the camera.
3: Oh!
1: 3, right? Is that what I'm saying? Yes. I guess I won. You win. Yay! Okay. So, before the break, we were uh on our way to the town of Sorry, can you remind me? Mishwi. Mishwi. Thank you very much. On our way to the town of Mishwi, when we encountered two strange individuals running away from something, we stopped them. We fought some zombies. Siemen came in, and the biggest takeaway from that situation was the zombie's blood had little sparkly bits in it. Um, so, to get to the bottom of this, we went to find, um, our friend, the Artificer. Uh, I am so bad with names, I am so sorry. Barry. Barry! Thank you. Barry, the Artificer, who has the same dust, and, um told us of a lost child, or rather, a disappearing child, um, who all, the only remains were dust, where we found the, where the child was last seen. And, um, trying to get more information, uh, we are now setting out with uh, Barry's um, magic uh, dust rod, and uh, trying to find out any more information about the dust.
0: Excellent. Great recap. You are standing... At the road, do you head toward town or toward the waterfall?
1: Hmm. Good question. I would normally say... So, guys, what do you think? Town or waterfall? Uh, Let's let that stick decide. Okay. I hold
2: out the stick.
0: It is very stick. It is an (laughs) iron rod.
2: (laughs) Hmm. And it doesn't seem to be gathering dust as we we move around? Nothing seems to cling to it? Correct. Well, waterfall might be more pretty during the day.
3: Okay. I'm also wondering if... So, Barry mentioned that people die in town, but they're typically old or sick. Is there a hospital? We could always ask Barry as well.
0: You head back to the house. You ask Barry if there's a hospital. Barry says... No, we normally go into Nickaboy for treatment. Okay. It's only a train ride away. That train system is so cool, isn't it?
3: <laughs> Where do the old people hang out around here?
0: In their homes, and they go about town doing their business.
3: Okay, thank you. Wait,
1: Barry, one question. Uh, Is, what's the water supply look like?
0: We get our water from the waterfall.
1: Ah, okay, That's that's the answer I was hoping. Um, yeah, okay, thank you, Barry. I appreciate that. Okay, I'm gonna walk back outside.
3: Yep, same.
1: Um, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. A water supply, everyone and everything. For Well, no, not everyone and everything, but the ferret, it goes outside. It had dust in it, right? Um, water supply is... F- the waterfall is part of the water su- supply. Ugh. uh, But the town. I mean, the town's not awake. We might as well not bug anyone at this time. We can go to the waterfall. I don't
3: know. That's what sure. I'm thinking. Let's try dunking the rod into it and seeing if it pulls up particles. I like it.
2: Yeah. Along the way, maybe we should just kind of pass it by people's houses or whatever. Just, I don't know. See what we find. Yeah.
1: You
0: walk to the waterfall. The houses weren't really giving you any dust. Along the way. You have reached a beautiful cliffside waterfall with a still pond at its base that looks perfect for swimming in.
1: Okay, I'm going to dunk the rod in there.
0: It comes or back hold- with one particle of dust on it.
2: Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Perhaps we should follow it upstream. Okay.
1: Uh, are there any cre- like uh, critters out and about right now? Perception check. Simmon, do you see any any small creatures that we can maybe... uh? I don't know, do, can you talk to them, or maybe we can see if they have any dust in
3: them? I can uh, talk to them, I, but we I need... can,
2: as well. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, ever since I've been uh, palling around the, uh, the the clubhouse... Uh, oh, sorry, you you call it the guild hall. Uh, but, um, yeah, ever since then, uh, I've I found a, a bit of a connection, especially with, with wolves. I, I encountered one We sort of locked eyes, but... Yeah, I, I can I can talk to animals about once a day.
3: Okay,
1: my perception check, by the way, was a seven plus
3: four eleven, plus a D four. Oh, plus a. Pretty much plus every skill a... check is plus a D four when I'm around. <laughs> oh, that makes it a fifteen.
0: All right, with the fifteen, you see up in a tree, you see a raccoon. Ah. It is bigger mm. than you thought it would be.
1: Oh, oh.
3: And I will call up Mr. Raccoon. Could you come down here and take a sniff at this stick for me, please?
0: Can you understand what they say? Can they who under- how's
3: They can understand me. I have advantage trying to convince them of things. I cannot understand them back unless they have speech.
0: Okay. All right. She pees in your general direction.
3: <laughs> uh, well, do I get to roll for the yeah uh, persuasion? Yeah. So I got. A seventeen plus a two, which is nineteen plus persuasion. Persuasion. Roll is disadvantage
0: one. for misgendering. What? <laughs> roll twice and take the lower number.
3: Does that just cancel my advantage? Yeah. Roll okay. Once. All right. The, my my first roll was actually the higher, anyways. So total is nineteen for persuasion for to get Miss Raccoon to come down and take a sniff.
0: Okay, after she pees in your general direction, she does not move and looks at you from up in the tree. She's very furry and very large.
3: Okay. How far away is she? 50 feet. 50 feet. Can I get within 30 feet?
0: Yeah, if you climb a tree.
3: Okay, I guess I will start climbing a tree.
0: Roll an athletics check.
3: I'll give you a boost. Oh, thanks. Didn't help. Uh, Nine plus... 3 is 12 plus 5, 17 to climb the tree.
0: You are within 30 feet of the raccoon.
3: Okay. And we established before that I could do thorn whip non-damaging, correct? Just to move things?
0: So that was a different DM. I'm going to say the damage cannot be zero because it's a d6. So it has to be one at least.
3: Okay, fine. I guess I'll, I'll I'll still going to thorn whip the thing.
0: Okay, she's a very displeased raccoon.
3: Do I pull her off of her branch?
0: Yes, you have one very displeased raccoon hanging from a thorn whip by a leg, a hind leg, hanging in there, and she's cool. cussing you out in raccoon.
2: Whoa, whoa, now what did this raccoon say to you?
3: <laughs> I can't hear them back, but apparently she did not want to come, so just <laughs> just chest for dust. What is it with y'all and
1: kidnapping today? Listen, sometimes you have to get things done no matter
3: what the cost. I don't agree with that at all. Sometimes there's a wisdom in making hard choices and choosing the lesser of two evils.
1: Yes, yes.
2: In slapping around a raccoon, there's lots of (laughs) wisdom in that. (laughs) Well, look,
1: to be fair... Maybe this raccoon has information. Maybe it has dust on it. We need to figure out because there's a missing child, and I need to figure out what's up with the missing child. So, one there raccoon is,
2: hurt. But, oh, all right. I don't know that more cruelty is gonna help that kid. But uh, what what does your raccoon have to say well, for? I'm pointing the for all that.
0: The raccoon is cussing you out.
1: <laughs> I'm pointing the the stake at the raccoon to see if there's any dust.
0: Please take one piercing damage. And the raccoon has indeed generated two dust for your rod. (laughs)
1: That's not much. Oh. Oh. Hey. Careful. Okay, well, that's, that's almost nothing, but it's something. It's
3: something. Did a raccoon not, like, faint from a thorn whip? It's a d6, right? Yeah. Raccoon stats...
0: And then the raccoon passes out after cussing you out.
3: (laughs) Yeah, hit points two.
0: Okay, you have one dying raccoon.
1: Oh well, okay, this is worse than I expected.
2: Um, wow. (laughs) I kind of want to give me a hand trying to patch it up. Oh sure, 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 sure. And I'll make a medicine check.
0: (laughs) You stabilize the raccoon.
2: (laughs) Oh boy. All right, she'll be fine in a couple hours. Hell, no, that didn't feel all that heroic. I think we slink off into the night here.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we're on the wrong path here. This is, does not seem to be working.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, water supply seems to be intact. Uh, no raccoons damage. Let's head back into town um, and kind of investigate there. Sure. All right, so we're we're heading back to town.
0: Okay. This is a pretty small town. There are only a few blocks of buildings, with most of them stretching out along the main street you came in on. And just to let you know, that waterfall hit was positive, but it, it wasn't like you were at the exact right place. Just Okay. Um, you did not discover the secret. So uh, you were, guys came off of the second left turn, so that intersection was a factory, a market, a park with a playground, and a town hall. A so it was a apart. yes on the waterfall, by the way. You just... There's more to it than just the pool of water.
3: Okay. Okay, well, should we rub it around these
2: buildings as well? Yeah, the factory's got my my hunch for what that's worth.
0: You take your rod and you wave it around the ground in the factory. You get zero dust particles.
2: I'm immediately wrong. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what,
3: only what? one misdemeanor. Okay. Eh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the factory supermarket, right?
0: You repeat at the supermarket, and again you get zero dust particles.
1: All right. Well, seems like this town's pretty clean. Um, but okay, what what else do we have here in this intersection?
3: The playground. All right, let's go. Ah, great. You
0: wave your wand around at the abandoned playground. There's a swing and a swing set. Can I write this down? I feel like I wrote this down. Oh yeah. 200 feet away across a neatly trimmed grass lawn stands a playground consisting of a miniature castle, three slides, and a climbing rope. There is also a swing set with two swings. You find some dust here. Oh, where? It sticks to your rod near, uh, like the bench where people sit and observe the playground.
4: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Near the bench. More like somebody brought it in rather than it coming from here. Yeah,
3: inspect around do we do we see is this is, is there a certain direction like like a trail of dust that we could pick up on
0: it is strongest at the bench okay and you guys have collected a quarter cup not very much
3: okay um
1: well, you, you said the playground was currently abandoned right not that it's been abandoned for a while
0: it's like midnight so yeah midnight level of children
1: zero children <laughs> none no okay okay no because well, oh, i thought i thought it was like abandoned, like it was like breaking down and stuff like that
0: no 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 no, no. okay okay yeah
1: mm. okay well i don't know if anyone knows uh who could have been sitting at this bench uh that seems like hard to trace but uh can we investigate see if there's anything like that fell or, or like maybe a wallet something
0: roll an investigation check
1: Add a d4. Fifteen.
0: That's quite high. You find an abandoned ticket stub for the theater in Mishui.
1: Whoa. Hmm. Found something here.
0: Underneath the bench.
1: Pen ticket. Uh, does it say the show?
0: Yes. It was last week.
1: Okay. Last week. Well, I guess we know where we're going next. Late on. All right. Let's head to the theater.
0: You have reached the third T intersection, which has a library, a church, a theater, and a horse dressage practice ground. Sponsored by the Marquess and Marchioness Tavistock. This is a recurring location. They are the lords of the town. They like to ride horses because they're Raghren. They don't move very quickly. Anyway, so if you go to the theater, the theater building is tall and windowless. Wide steps lead up to the front doors as if designed to let many people in and out at once. You estimate that you probably just missed the last showing.
1: Oh, wow. Eh, uh, well, th- does it look like anyone's cleaning up after the last showing, or the last showing and they cleaned up house already?
0: Like, everyone's gone already.
1: Okay. Eh, uh, well, we beat up a raccoon. How do you guys feel about breaking and entering?
2: Hmm, not real positively. Uh- okay. If um, we find I... a lot here and it's an urgent danger, then obviously a window's less important than a life. But maybe we just walk around the outside. Well, let me let me let me let me try to sell you on this: zombies,
1: missing child, eh? And uh, well, you guys had dust in you, and it was in your system, right? And that probably didn't feel too good. So
3: I didn't. I don't know. This it. seems pretty. Just a reminder: we don't necessarily have to break and enter. We can. Unbreak and enter? Well, we're still trespassing. I, that, I, you know. Yes, fine, the, the trespassing th- is true.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, fine. But we are adventurers. That's Don't true. we always yeah.
3: trespass? Well,
1: that's true.
2: That ticket could well be an important lead, but it could be just trash. Maybe we just take a look around the the outside before we go... Uh... We can start with that. Speaking of All felonies, right, but... though, where do we leave our friends?
0: Oh, they're with you. They're Yeah, they're rooting for you to break the... Uh Slick Draw says <laughs> I could climb up to that second story window. Those are usually unlocked.
1: No, it's okay. It's okay. We'll figure it out. But uh listen, if I find one piece of dust, we're investigating this place. Okay? Like of course. we can't leave any stone unturned. Sounds good? Mm-hmm. Alright, I wave my the stick around.
0: You collect another quarter cup of dust.
1: Ooh, lots that's, of dust here. That's a lot.
0: That's the same amount as from the playground.
1: Uh, I, th- I think this warden's going in.
2: Yeah, all right. And she'll, uh, well, maybe we should check doors Ooh. and windows before we start breaking stuff. Oh, yeah, I've let's got try one. The front door. I've
0: got one open from the second floor here. Why did not I don't know, just slip on in?
2: Yeah, I really wish you quit doing that.
0: Slickdra slips in the second floor window, and then you hear like a bang and an ow, and then he opens the front door for you.
1: Wow, very, very stealthy, this guy.
0: His white, disheveled hair is a little bit more disheveled. He clearly walked into something in the dark.
2: <laughs> okay, well, well, thank you. Thank you all the same.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: All right, let's go in.
1: Uh, do you have the lantern? Pretty sure of it's course. dark.
0: Everybody roll an investigation check.
2: The barbarian specialty.
1: <laughs> Five. <laughs> 17. Uh, <laughs>
3: investigation... Uh, Fourteen,
0: Cordelia, you are a wonderful light source. For the other two, <laughs> backstage was the highest concentration. Like that part where, like, right at the juncture of on stage and off stage, where audience members can talk to the cast members, like uh, off mm-hmm. on the in the wings, yeah, like on the on the side, like where there's stairs, like right there. That's the highest amount of dust. And the quarter cup is total, including that amount that you got inside. Hmm. There's also some in one of the dressing rooms.
2: Okay. Uh, what so, name is on the dressing room? Go
0: it on. is not named.
2: Not named?
0: Yeah. It's for the smaller roles.
2: Okay. Let's, let's
1: check out the costumes. Maybe, maybe something of, uh, of what they were wearing is covered in the dust, and then we can, we can start uh, doing some more investigation after that.
0: With your excellent investigation roll, you find that none of the costumes have dust in them.
2: Any trap doors or any, anything that might have a name on it?
0: With your five, so, definitely not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this sure does look like a room, y'all.
1: <laughs> hmm. What do you guys think?
3: I think we're on to something. I think there's a pretty high mm-hmm. concentration here. Um, definitely much higher than anything that we found at the the waterfall, but you
0: would say that it's the same as the concentration you found at the playground. And the waterfall was the highest, not playground or theater amount of dust you found, but it wasn't. It was like when you're really close to something but not quite at it.
3: How much are we supposed to to metagame here? <laughs>
0: If you guys want to ask me a question, as the DM, I will answer it. It's all about what you want. I'm here for you. Play the game like you enjoy.
3: Mm. All right. Well, I feel like we're at that part in the video game where the signs are saying, you're going the wrong way. You should probably go over there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going backwards is is probably what we're doing. Um,
0: You've collected quite a lot of dust, so you're doing great. Don't feel at all like you're failing. You're doing amazing. You're the only people on the right track in the entire world.
2: Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, um, maybe check around um, backstage, up in the catwalks, um, if there's like a, a, a spotlight room. There's all kinds of weird hidden spots around the theater.
0: Yeah, you thoroughly check all of those places, and that was what led you to believe that the mm. interaction between the stage and the and the back, like in the dressing room and at the wings, was where there was the most dust. Yeah, you checked mm. everywhere. You good investigators. Cool. You are a good light source, Cordelia.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, throwback to being a kid and fixing the car. You just stand there holding the light. (laughs) It really seems like
3: the key to the dust is people, right? Where people sit in the park is where the dust is. Where people interact in the theater is where the dust is. Um, Should we go examine, I I mean, I know it's midnight, but maybe examine some of the people around town and see if we can find something? I don't see why not.
4: Where hey, can we want,
2: go? Where is there the a tavern that might town? still be open? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read off the stuff you found so far in town. There is... A pharmacy, a post office, a refueling station, and a school at the first T-intersection. A factory, a market, a park with a playground, and a town hall at the second T-intersection. A library, a church, a theater, and a horse dressage practice ground at the third T-intersection. And then... Off at the end of Barry Street, there's a waterfall. And then there's Barry's house. Those are your locations. What
3: kind of town does not have People would gather at the church. Oh God. At midnight? No, probably not. Although, organized religion, I don't know. Maybe we should go check out the church.
0: They go to the church. They do not find any dust.
3: <laughs> okay. Mm. You guys want
1: to check on the raccoon? See if it's good?
3: Yeah, let's go back up to the waterfall. Let's <laughs> Let's take a look around there. How does the water exit this the pool at the base of the waterfall? Does it go down towards the town?
0: Are you getting in the pool to investigate? Walking behind the falls,
3: I could.
0: What are you doing? How would you investigate that?
3: Um, well, first off, I, first off, I'm just looking at the pool externally. There, there's, there's no like stream running out of the pool, correct? There's a stream
0: running out of the pool that like heads off into the woods. I. How do waterfalls normally work? It's a normal waterfall.
3: All water typically goes to the ocean.
0: It goes to the ocean.
3: Okay, so there is a stream running out of the waterfall. And is, does, it, does it run through town? Is that how people get their water from it?
0: Yes.
3: Okay, so maybe let's explore along the banks of
0: that. Ooh. okay. Um, so you're heading away from the waterfall? Sure. Your rod does not pick up any
2: dust.
3: Okay, that's wrong. Um, let's rub the rod along the, uh, the rock I, behind really the waterfall. I'm really itching to
2: try behind the waterfall and all the adventure stories. There's just good stuff back there. Sure.
0: <laughs> Is that what your character feels? Or
2: Yeah, no, she oh. reads adventure stories.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> all right. She's played Legend of Zelda. Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How did you know?
3: <laughs> um... Oh, I have a new trick. I use shape water to divert the flow away from the rocks behind the waterfall.
0: Do 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 do. You discover a cave. Behind the misty veil, you discover a cave. The hollow opening in the cliff face goes quite deep. And after a curve in the rock wall, you couldn't
2: say where it ends from here. Cordelia is just vibrating. It's just like the stories. It's just like the stories. And with you part in the walk. Wow. What a knot. And she'll bound off in. Oh, I think
3: this oh. cave. Uh, <laughs> Simon has read the files at the, at the guild hall. And he remembers there being something bad about this cave.
0: What do you really remember?
3: Something about where walruses.
0: Yeah. Do you remember?
3: Uh, there were, were walruses in here. It was a very dangerous cave.
0: Well, do you remember about the werewolruses as people? Cause...
3: Yes, they were people.
0: So this is the episode Sleepless Spectre. The werewolverses were Anika and Isabel Farrell. And you, as a monist, helped them have a safe place to turn into werewolruses, which was with the Marques and Marchioness Tavistock, because they breed horses, they have stables.
3: Oh, okay. It
0: was years ago.
3: That was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember this cave being very deep and dark.
0: Yes, there were werewolvers here. It's in the guild records, but there aren't any more. Okay. And Cordelia is bounding back there. I'm going to say that you are 200 feet behind her, Simond, and it sounded like Claudio was running after pretty quick, so you're only about 40 feet behind, because as okay. we know, Cordelia moves fast.
3: I'm going to bound along, too.
0: <laughs> okay. Cordelia, this is for you. The ground is rough and the path is narrow in between rock walls. You've been bounding along for a long time, further back into the mountain. Perception check?
2: Oh, my specialty. Uh, that's a uh, two on the die for a one.
0: <laughs> okay. All you could say is that the floor beneath your feet is smooth and polished stone. You just walk right in as a room opens up. Before you, a smooth stone floor... Elegant recessed lighting, there's an incredibly fancy crystal chandelier, a super cool wooden bar, a luxurious wood table with enough space to entertain. One nook has the latest in kitchen appliances, including an air fryer, and one kitchen counter has a sink with a faucet for running water. Everything is completely still, as if abandoned.
2: Uh, yeah, she'll kind of slap on the the side of the wall um, as, uh, like, knocking... Uh, uh, hello. Uh, I d- I don't mean to intrude. If there's anybody anybody here, magic magic folk.
0: Your call echoes amongst the luxurious and well decorated walls.
2: Oh, y'all gotta come see this. It's it's so beautiful back here. It oh, man.
0: <laughs> Cordelia dashes out from the room and encounters Claudio, and then I guess Simon is slowly catching up mm-hmm. and says that. How do you react, Claudio?
1: Eh, uh, what what what? Okay, I get you were excited, but first of all, what did you find? And second, I mean, that was pretty dangerous. We need to talk. So, we need to set some ground rules about running into just caves that open up behind waterfalls.
2: Well, I thought <laughs> first, y'all were right you behind me. I, I get a little excited sometimes. I do apologize. I wouldn't try to abandon y'all especially with the light source, but I was talking to you the whole way, if that helps.
1: Oh yeah, but I I, I mean, I couldn't hear you too well, to be honest. The waterfall's pretty loud.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that 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 makes sense. Uh, I do apologize, that was pretty dangerous. But look at this! And she points out uh, the the faucet and the, the recessed lighting and everything.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Hey, Simon, check this out. Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming!
2: What am I looking at?
0: A luxurious... Um, you ever seen, like, a house with a stone interior? Mm-hmm. Fancy, gorgeous, recessed lighting, rock walls. Entertaining space for... Multiple people. But really, it's just really, really nice.
3: Hmm. Where's the food storage here?
0: There is an icebox.
3: I open it and take a look.
0: It has been emptied.
2: Hmm. How's our dust levels doing in here?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You find so much dust.
2: Okay. Seems like we hit the jackpot
1: here. Um, it also seems pretty abandoned. Uh... Right? You said you didn't find any food over there?
3: Nothing. Hmm. So it was abandoned intentionally. Otherwise there would
2: be rotten food. Yeah, exactly. Has the bed been slept in?
0: Yeah, the bed was slept in but then made. Um so like it was used and then abandoned.
1: Okay. I wanna I wanna kinda just look around, snoop around, see if I can find any small trace of maybe something that they dropped. You know? Any other indicator?
0: Yeah. Um, um so Cordelia, you'd say the bed is the highest concentration of dust. And the shower. There's running water. And Claudio, you would say that you discover uh, casual, very valuable, artificing things that you could sell, like, um, let's see, like an alarm clock, you know, and that's you could sell for 500 gold. That's a super luxury item. And, um, fridge magnets that are just, like, shiny glittery insect beetles and stuff like that like super pretty like butterfly and clearly decorated with real gems
1: okay i'm gonna put these in my bag (laughs) but i mean my intention is to share it show it to barry because he's an artificer and i also don't want uh, our two friends to potentially get their grubby little hands on them so
0: (laughs) and you guys find like tell me what part you're exploring and i'll tell you what you find
3: I'm exploring the bedroom more closely.
0: Yeah, you find self-closing curtains that could be sold for 600 gold. They're amazing. They're blackout curtains. They completely magically stop sound and light. And they're automated, and they can be set on a timer.
2: I would like to purchase those for my own house. (laughs) Yeah, right?
0: Cordelia, where are you exploring?
2: Oh, now I'm looking for uh, maybe... Hidden doors. Uh, Those are in stories, too. Maybe those are real. Uh, So she's checking every, like, uh, flagstone in the floor uh, to see if it might give way or uh, uh, pulling on every candlestick to see if it uh, spins around the secret door.
0: Yeah, you press on a flagstone and a door opens up downward.
2: (gasps) Y'all, hidden passages. (laughs) This is just the best. Come on. And she'll start trucking down. Wait, 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 wait. Are y'all coming? Yes,
3: Uh, Cordelia
2: do you remember in those stories Where you step on the wrong stone And what happens Oh yeah you die from any number of wicked awful things Let's go (laughs) (laughs) Okay
0: You step down And immediately the air is cooler And you find yourself in a wine cooler A cellar With really really expensive Bejeweled bottles Of wine Each one of these bottles can be sold for 100 gold and you find 12 of them.
3: Right into the bag of holding. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, okay. Wait, dust them first. Oh, yeah, sorry. Here. Tons of dust. Mm.
0: Like in the shower drain, you'd say is where there's the most dust and in the bed, you know.
3: Wait, so that means, again, the, the dust is most common in places where people are likely to be found this dust is coming from whoever lived here yeah yeah i'm getting that same vibe
2: or it's coming from these bottles and it's coming out of the pores of whoever drinks it maybe
0: okay you open one of the bottles Mm. there's no dust inside of it there's i'm immediately wrong again (laughs) y'all there's like fingerprints of like five dust spots on it you know where someone picked it up
3: is there a layer of regular dust over this place, over the bed, over the, over anything. Yes. How thick? Like how 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 many months of dust would you say?
0: Wow, that's not something you would be able to tell. You'd say it was a temporary residence.
3: I wonder if it was the the werewolves. Nope, no,
0: nope, nope, that was like ten years ago.
3: <laughs> okay, that's what I was asking. Yeah. No. Okay. Anything else uh, in the cellar? Nope. Okay. Do we have any way? Like, do any of us have any abilities that would let us learn more about the past of a place?
2: Not me. Mm, Can I see if maybe there's a spider around?
3: Yeah, it's interesting. We can talk, I I mean, we can cast talk to animals um, and learn more about, if we can find an animal down here, about what may have been here.
0: There's a bat in the cave outside. You saw it on the way here because Cordelia was sprinting and you were running and you at one point ran into a bat and you're like, ah, that bat. <laughs> or colony of bats. They live in groups of like a hundred, right? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Let's ask them.
0: Okay. There are bats. They're hanging upside down from the cave ceiling. Well, it's right set up for them because their feet grip. And when they fall asleep, their feet lock. And
3: Cordelia, I'll let you take this one.
2: Oh <sighs> I don't think I've actually done this, but I will uh, use Spirit Seeker to cast Speak with Animals, uh, and uh, I'll call up. Uh, hello, I'm I'm Cordelia. Well, there's a child missing, and we were hoping to find more uh, uh, about it, so we might uh, bring them back home. Uh, any chance you've seen anybody besides us come through here?
0: Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. There were four people here. One adult, one winged insect person thing, very beautiful, and two children. Two children, one adult, one insect mm. thing. Hello!
2: And did one of those those children uh, uh, match the description of, uh, I don't know, the description of the missing kid?
0: Barry told you earlier in this, you know, memory floats in. He... Yeah. Ferris told me that his son Trevor had black hair and brown eyes and tan skin. You remember him saying?
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, did did one of those children perhaps have uh, black hair, brown eyes, and tan skin?
0: No, one was an elf, and not a human, and one was a fire person.
2: A fire? So there's more kids coming through here? Any chance you happen to spy where they went?
0: They went to where you came from and did not return.
2: Back out the cave mouth. Or further in there's more passages.
0: They went to that house thing that you came Mm. from.
2: So there must be another way in.
0: (laughs) You smell good. Can we drink your blood?
2: Uh, Well, I suppose fair's fair. You can have a taste.
0: (laughs) A bunch of bats land on your arms. In real life you would have rabies. So, I'm going to say that you have acquired a disease. You might want to seek a cleric. (laughs)
1: This keeps happening. I'm telling you, he, I mean, like, Cordelia has to be into this somehow. Like,
2: I mean, she's a barbarian. What do you expect?
0: (laughs) Why are things eating you so much?
2: (laughs) I don't know. Pretty unusual to encounter vampire bats, but I didn't know there were zombies either. Uh, Cordelia, are you okay? I'm really not sure. This is quite a lot
3: a lot of blood loss you know i i I know you're a fairly low-level barbarian and you gotta get scars somehow to complete the look but they don't all have to come in one
2: episode is is this is this how you rage is this how it happens no it's more of an endorphin rush and this 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 just this ain't it this this
3: is a different neurotransmitter she's getting a little rush of okay
1: by the way what did the bat say because i didn't understand a single thing
2: uh, basically, four people uh, came in, an adult, a uh, a winged insectoid kind of person, and two kids. Neither matched the description, which means other kids are being brought through here. Um, and they went into that the house behind the falls. Yeah, I and wonder... to clarify,
0: there were two adult things. One was an insect person thingy, and one was an adult human.
2: Oh, man.
1: Uh, hold on. I... As this is the player speaking, I don't remember if Claudio saw an insect person, uh, the the furniture eating goblin child, who who did did they end up turning into an insect person? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, man, it was super creepy. Petrification in red. Yeah.
1: They did though, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay, listen, insect person. I know it sounds weird. It's super super creepy. But, like, zombies, they exist, so the bats are actually onto something. Um, okay, and last time I saw an insect person, I also saw some zombies. So,
3: wow, we're really really connecting some dots here. Okay. I wonder if the dust is, like, scales from the insect wings.
1: Hmm, and last time I saw an insect person, they ran away through, like, a portal. It was, like, drawn on the floor. Uh... With dust, I don't know if it was the same one, though, but uh, I think we should start investigating around here.
2: Yeah, well, let's go check some floors.
0: And that is indeed where you pulled the dust up from with your rod. It was from the floor.
3: (laughs) So, can we follow this to, like, follow the trail of dust?
0: There's no trail. Its highest concentration was in the shower drain, but there was a light dusting on everything else. Like, it settled out Mm -hmm. of the air, like, as you suggested, it was shed from insect wings. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. We might have destroyed the uh, the portal.
0: There was no portal. Last time, I I love the imagery that happened in Petrification in Red where you had one of your ball bearings and it like rolled slowly toward the circle and crossed the circle and the light went out. That was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. there you go. Yeah. Mm. But I did see the, the creature disappear into it, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: By stepping over it and into it.
1: Yeah. Mm. There has to be something else here, though. Um. Huh. Oh, good job with the bats, by the way.
2: Yeah, thanks. And she's just like wrapping a bandage around her whole arm. That's just all. <laughs> uh, dude, Shoot.
1: let me see if I can. Let me see if I can help you out with that. Uh I'll go ahead and cat. Well, did it? Did it cause any damage?
0: Uh, one. It's like
2: asking the teacher for homework, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one sorry, damage. Sorry.
1: Oh,
2: okay. All that's right. Fucked.
0: From blood loss, we're gonna call that necrotic damage.
1: How are you holding up? I can still I can probably half. patch you up. Oh, I'm good. Oh, wait. You never healed up? Nah. Did we take a rest? Oh, you're still pretty rest? short rest. Yeah, I mean, I can also cast Cure Wounds on you. Look, listen. Nah, super I feel slots. bad. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I don't say I didn't offer.
2: Nah, as long as I got one at a point, I'm still good. Oh, uh, okay. Well... <laughs> fully functional.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Anyway. Okay. Um... So we found the most in the shower drain... It's kind of oddly specific. Where does that shower
3: drain lead?
0: To the pool of water.
3: Dun, dun, dun. All right. So we know what happened here. We really just got to find these people.
1: So the biggest concept, I mean, I guess let's go. All right. Who wants? I actually hate water. So I, listen, if you guys want to follow the shower drain, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I think I'll be good here.
0: I think you guys deduced that it led to the pool and the waterfall, and that's how the dust got there. That's what Simon just deduced.
1: Oh, never mind. Ah, I
3: misunderstood that completely. Okay. Any other rooms that we haven't checked?
0: Nope.
3: There's no, huh. like, office desk or anything? Sure. Any papers on it? that Maybe a <laughs> journal?
0: No, it's all cleared out. Okay. You find a very expensive fountain pen worth 50 gold.
3: Okay. Hmm. are there any other exits from this dwelling nope just back out to the front yep maybe we should ask the townspeople i mean a bug person should definitely stand out
2: if they knew about a bug person ferrying kids behind a waterfall i feel like that would have come to mind when someone went missing
3: well i think they might only know about the first part of that sentence maybe we don't discriminate around here all races are welcome
2: yeah, it, no, it was it was more the fairy and kids behind the waterfall. <laughs> that uh that's problematic.
3: Okay. Um any other thoughts on how we might find these people? Uh
1: well, we've encountered a lot of expensive things. I mean, we can probably ask uh they have a taste for for luxurious things. So maybe we can ask around if anyone knows uh, their clients. So I don't think people buy things like
2: this all the time. I feel like we're real close.
0: Slickdraw definitely hasn't been noticing this the luxurious things. Don't mind him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just feel like we're we're real close. And those bats said that they came in and never came out again.
1: Well hopefully the same thing doesn't happen to us.
2: I don't know. Maybe make a last pass and you ever read the, the story about the 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 kid who goes into the, the maze and gets chased by the minotaur and he figures out that you keep one hand on the wall and you walk the whole way around and you can eventually find your way out.
1: No, but that sounds like a good one. You have to tell me that one later.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a lot more walking to do once we're heading back to Nickmore. Unless we take that train, I feel like I'm getting away from the point here. Uh, maybe we should just touch everything? That Okay, yeah, let's do it.
0: You touch everything. Please add one... Sapphire paperweight, worth 300 gold to each of your inventories. Nice. And I, the DM, will tell you, you have fully explored this place. You collected gotcha. a lot of dust for Barry.
3: Okay. So, let's head out of here. Let's maybe head back to the town and just
2: ask if anybody knows these the description of these people. What about upstream? If they were not depositing dust, but collecting it out of the water, and then we're leaving it as they went.
0: Cordelia climbs up the waterfall and finds no dust upstream.
2: Huh? No, I, I think the dust
3: is dust is naturally emanating from the bug person, and just happens to be washing out from the shower, and getting into the water supply.
2: Alright.
1: Uh, Alright, my only question, and I guess it's not something we can really answer here, but... Uh, why was there that? Well, I get well. No, never mind. We need to find that person because they have that child. Then, and if they can disappear, then well, they the there's still hope for the child.
2: Mm-hmm. And whichever uh, other ones they were carrying with, there yeah. might be a whole gaggle of them.
1: Is that that's is what you call a mass of children, a gaggle.
2: <laughs> well, how do you collect vasem?
1: Oh well, yeah. I mean, for us, it's litter, right? But of kittens, uh, <laughs> it's also very misleading because that's where. Or non-sentient, well, semi, whatever, the household ones also kind of use the bathroom. Anyway, let's head
3: back to Barry. I think a litter also has a specific meaning. If you have multiple kittens from different litters, those do not make up a litter.
1: (laughs) That's a litter of information.
3: (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, okay, so we go back to town. Let's chat with Barry, maybe give him the description and see if he knows anything.
0: You arrive back at the purple and green house. da Barry opens the door when you knock on it. He excitedly notices that you have collected quite a lot of dust. He holds out the gray clamshell box he has that holds the other dust, inviting you to pour yours in. We do so. As you pour the dust, make an arcana check.
3: Add, pl- add a d4.
0: Zimond, you're so useful.
3: Oof. That'll be a Six. 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 19.
0: Claudio, you have cat ears, the best ears. To hear, as the dust cascades through the air and settles into the box, you hear an ethereal music as if a harp or a flute is being played.
1: Oh, I hear it this time. Wow, Betty, I know what you're talking about. It's beautiful.
0: This dust sings such a lovely harmony. It makes me think of a beautiful place.
1: Oh, can I keep it?
0: You can have some. And he hands you the dust that you've collected
1: I'm assuming in a safe jar right because I don't want to touch that stuff
0: <laughs> in the clamshell box
1: oh okay oh thank you this might be useful Let me write that down what
0: are you planning to do with it adventurer
1: well uh it ah, I don't know I feel like it's going to be useful because we've only started to unravel uh, what's going on here right so I mean I know you're going to do some magic, like you know Artificer stuff with it But uh, we still haven't found The child that's missing But we have reason to believe That it's, you know, there's still hope For us to find them, that he's okay
0: I hope so It's so strange The bathroom only had one way in Where could the child have gone?
1: Well, we have no idea Because this cavern that we uh, Inspected also only had one way in As far as we know, right?
0: How could anyone have gotten out of there?
1: Uh, and I'm going to relay the story of like the disappearing insectoid person that I kind of encountered in my ball bearing situation to Barry. And then it just disappeared like that.
0: So they made a... how? What What exactly? They stepped into what?
1: I have not just... Uh, I guess it was an inscription of dust on the floor. Right. And uh, they stepped through and they were gone.
0: Oh, should we try that?
1: Uh, you know what? I trust you, Barry. Let's try it.
0: Barry upends the clamshell box gently, tilting the dust out onto his. I mean, he's an artificer, so he's got a region where he draws circles on the ground, magic circles, and he draws a circle. And he said, "Like
1: this." Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Then what? And then he, the the person stepped into it.
0: Maybe you missed something. Did they do anything else? <sighs>
1: Maybe they might have said something. I was, it was, it, I was certifiably creeped out, I'll be honest. I mean, it's not every day that you see a goblin child turn into a moth person and then disappear. So I might be... I'm, I'm going to do a, a thinking check. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. And he's going to say, What a beautiful melody this dust has now that we've captured so much of it.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I hear it now.
0: Doesn't it just sing to you?
2: Oh, Any chance there's words in that song? Maybe.
0: Chords. I think there's chords.
3: Did they have to sing? Uh, yeah, I guess. Let's try singing.
0: Players, make a note. Make a chord. There's three Let's of you. Let's do it as a
3: round.
0: <laughs> just, everyone pick a note. Ah. <laughs> uh- uh- <laughs> uh- yeah. The circle glows. <laughs> Oh god. (laughs) Cordelia's Flair's laughing. Good.
2: (laughs) That was beautiful. Most (laughs) gorgeous thing I ever heard in my life. I I just moved. Are you sure
1: you weren't in? Yeah, I mean, you you sang a part of it. Good job. job. So the circle's
2: glowing. Did it open?
0: It's definitely active.
2: And you said there's kids that need help? (sighs) Alright. I guess you guys want to go in? Not at all, and I'll run and jump in. <laughs> Simon jumps in. <laughs> Suckers!
1: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going in too. <laughs> Bye, Barry.
0: Cordelia ran and jumped in. Claudio's in. Simon. Yep, I'm in. You all three step into this You all three step into the circle of golden, glowing dust. Once inside, everything outside disappears. The blackness vibrates and hums around you. You feel full of potential. Where would you like to go?
3: To the children. And I concentrate on a mental image of the children that that were described.
0: Right. The black hair, tan skin, brown eyes, Trevor Horbiger? Trevor, yep. Okay. Got it. Stepping out of the portal, you emerge into an incredibly classy, large room. This aristocratic, wealthy, opulent space is oversized for a bedroom, but that is indeed what it is, judging by the large, fluffy bed. There is a window that looks out onto green-leafed tree branches. A horrible, rotting odor like a dead body fills the air, and a corpse is splayed out upon the marble floor over there as if this were entirely normal. There is a massive walk-in closet with shiny polished wood walls and metal inlay. Reclining in a contoured cushioned chair with a black box over his eyes is a ten-year-old boy with tan skin and black hair. He doesn't see you and he doesn't see a certain slick draw move towards the walk-in closet because his eyes are covered by a helmet box that, based upon the way his hands are moving and his expression is changing, is displaying some sort of interactive illusion to him.
2: I will rush over. And then Citra and
0: Feliones are like, mm-hmm, Walking closet, yep, just uh, over there. Their bag is jingling and quite heavy.
2: <laughs> I will rush over uh, to who appears to be Trevor and see if I can remove that box.
0: All right. Simmond and Claudio?
2: Uh, I investigate the corpse.
0: Okay. Claudio?
1: Uh... I'm just observing, ready for, I don't know, if I need to attack anyone to kind of, you know, help uh, keep someone off uh, while they're saving Trevor and investigating the corpse.
0: Yeah. Simmond, it's a dead dog. Well, it looks like a dog, except if the person making it had never seen a dog and used a bull elephant for its base. It's 10 feet tall and 8,000 pounds, has tusks and a strange upwards curling tail, and it smells awful of rot and decay. Okay. okay. But it's dead.
3: Can I put that in the bag of holding?
0: No, that does not fit. You can look okay. at the bag of holding stats later. Okay. Does not hold elephant. All right. Do you still investigate the dead thing?
3: Oh, I thought that was it.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's what are you doing to see now. see
3: if it's got dust. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we could.
0: Yeah, there's some dust on it.
3: Um, are there any other exits to this room?
0: Uh, so you're moving on from the corpse to the exits. We're going to go to Cordelia. Um, And also, uh, Claudio, you'd say that that corpse did not attack Simmons in in any way. He seems to have collected some dust from it, but it's like an 8,000 pound corpse. So, like, you know, did that, moved on. Okay. Cordelia goes towards Trevor. Cordelia, can you imagine a super luxury gaming chair?
2: Uh, Sure. Done.
0: So comfortable. (laughs) Padded, cushioned with like a VR headset. Yeah. Trevor Horbiger... With his black hair, tan skin, and you assume brown eyes under that VR headset, is just having a good time playing a game on the VR headset.
2: Uh, uh, Trevor, can you can you hear me, bud? Uh, I'm here to I'm here to help. He startles and takes off his headset. Uh, hey, uh, my name's Cordelia. I'm with Fire Breathing Kittens. Do you know where you are?
0: Yeah. I'm in my bedroom.
2: Oh, that ain't good, y'all. <laughs> now, um why don't you you come with me? There's some people that uh, that would very much like to see you.
0: Oh, no, thank you. I like it here.
2: I see. Uh do you know who brought you here? Yeah. I'd I'd like to meet them.
0: Oh, they're great. They're an Eckenblim. They told me I'm a chosen one and I'm going to become an Eckenblim too.
2: Uh-huh. I an, an Ecken well maybe it's time we unpack that later. Um Uh She'll, uh, look back, uh, toward, uh, Claudio and, like, shrug, like, do we just pull this kid? Uh, does that portal still open or is it closed? Open. Well. Eh, uh, Trevor, uh, your, your father misses you. Hey, have you seen one of these before? And I'll hold that magnet up, uh, to the kid.
0: Ah, that hurts.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, bud. It's a bit of a medical procedure. I know, it feels awful when you got a bunch of that in you. And is it pulling dust out?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit more like the bends than for you guys. There's a lot of it in them.
2: Oh,
0: oh is he... no, I don't like this. I don't like you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot.
0: <sighs> I don't want to go home. I'm a chosen one. I'm going to become an Ekenblim.
2: Okay,
1: that's good. I understand that. But first, well, we'll figure out what Akembla means, but there's a super secret mission we need to get you on, and it and it has to do with leaving this place.
2: A you are the chosen mission. one, after all. Are you sure we can trust him with all that secrecy? That's a lot of responsibility for it. You think you're up for it, bud?
0: I don't like you.
2: <laughs> okay, well, what about me?
0: Stupid cat.
1: Okay, all right. That, that, was, that was hurtful. Hold on. Well... Yeah, you know, I got I got this for it, at least. Yeah, I don't think I deserve to be called stupid. But uh look, Trevor. Um what it, how long have you been here? Do you know? Two weeks. The Agamlim
0: huh. said I'm worthy to become one of this. I deserve this. I'm special.
1: And and you are. You are special. Uh now did he give you a timeline as to how this is going to happen, when, and things like that?
0: Yeah. Look closely at this little boy.
1: Okay, I'm looking closely. Do I have to roll?
0: Yeah. Perception check. Oh.
1: Oh, oh, oh. That perception is a 20.
0: Yeah, that's high. But not high enough for certain things. I want everybody's perception check. And I know that Simmon is looking for uh, a door.
3: Add a d4, everybody. Oh, wait. Nine. That
1: made it a 23. Ooh.
2: With a d4, that's a three. <laughs>
0: cordelia wait <laughs> how okay, all right, so one and one <laughs> okay, all right, so uh Cordelia and Simmond do not see, but it, yeah, claudio, um, so simmond Cordelia, you are an excellent light, source. <laughs> this is a well lit room, but um, there's like green leafy trees and blue sky outside that window,, <laughs> but, uh. Anyway, so Simmond sees that this human boy has pointy ears and the brown eyes are now flecked seafoam green. And Claudio, also most perceptive person here, sees Slickdraw's eyes widen to take in all this luxury. He sneaks over to the walk-in closet, pulls open a door quietly, and holds up a gold chain necklace. Psst. He hisses at Felionis and motioning her to join him, he stashes the jewelry in one of his many, many pockets.
1: I just give him a thumbs up because listen, this is this is a bad turf. We can take everything from here. <laughs> I I I'll just whisper to him,
0: hey, take some for me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hey. he does.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Um eh. Oh boy. Okay, so it looks like the transformation is kind of starting. Um Oh man. Uh, how do we go about this? I think we need to get the Trevor out of here.
2: Cordelia is on the same wavelength. and Just kind of gives you a, a look uh, and sort of grimaces and nods toward the, the portal.
1: <sighs> Simmond, what do you think? I think that's fine.
0: Simmond was looking for a door. Oh, right. That's right. Simmond, there is a wooden door on the left wall.
3: Um... I think we should at least do what we can to explore a little bit, but I definitely understand. We could come back here,
2: uh, but... I was just going to chuck him through until Barry heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure we can get back? I don't know how long that portal is going to stay open. S- yeah. The
0: circle is glowing. It is active.
1: Uh, and yeah, as long as it's not destroyed... Is it made of dust also? hmm Yeah, as long as we keep the dust intact, I mean, that's what stopped it from glowing last time. I mean...
3: So All right, I'm yeah. sold. Uh, I pick up the kid and throw him over my shoulder. I will assist. I don't need it. I'm an eight-foot-tall giant.
1: I
0: hate you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, get ready for any repercussions from this, because I'm pretty sure they know where this kid's going to be. So,
0: Everyone roll initiative.
2: Oh, my gosh. It was almost a 20, but it's a six instead. Three. 19 There's the roll.
0: <laughs> Simon, do a grapple check.
3: Okay, that's strength, right? Hmm. DC athletics? Athletics. If,
2: athletics, if you're trained in it. Oh, generally.
3: You oh, yeah. I mean, team. I am. So, uh, fifteen plus five, twenty. Not natural twenty.
0: <laughs> you easily subdue this ten-year-old child, who yeah. got a six. Okay. <laughs> All right, and how far, I guess you're at the gamer chair, so you're 50 feet away from the circle. Claudio and Cordelia, how far, where are you in the room?
2: I will assist uh, with making sure that the kid gets out.
0: 50 feet away from the circle, and Claudio?
1: Yeah, I think I was next to the child, too.
0: Got it. Okay, all of you are. Go ahead and take your turn.
2: I say we dash towards the circle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh keep hands on the kid um, and just keep pace with you and move and dash with you.
0: The stinky putrid corpse splayed out on the marble floor slowly rises to its feet. It looks like a dog, except if the person making it had never seen a dog and used a bull elephant for its base. It's ten feet tall and eight thousand pounds, has tusks and a strange upwards curling tail and it smells awful of rot and decay. Slicktron Felonius Scream. And hide in the walking closet. You guys dash towards the circle, and it moves to intercept. It is between you and the circle. It looks like it's going to make an attack of opportunity if you try to move past it. What do you do? You're now. I knew
3: I should have dismembered that thing.
2: <laughs> You're all <always laughs>
0: away from it.
2: Are we in initiative?
0: Yeah. Uh, Cordelia, you are first. You rolled very well.
2: <sighs> Get the kid through. I'll hold this for a bit, and I would like to uh, endorphin rush. As I uh, pull live laugh lockjaw, and I give it a swat in the snoot, and I will uh, uh, yeah, let's reckless great weapon master on this first one. Uh, that is a fifteen to hit. It misses. Oh, Ooh. I will keep reckless, but not great weapon master on the second. That is a three and a two for an eight. <laughs> A couple of whiffs, and I will move around, uh, just kind of as I'm swatting at it, and I will move outside of its range to try and draw its attack.
0: It does attack you with an attack of opportunity, because you moved outside of its range. It is going to attack you with a 24 to hit.
2: <laughs> yeah, that'll hit.
0: <laughs> it does... 11 piercing damage. Please make a constitution saving throw.
2: 15.
0: That fails. Take 22 poison damage on a failed save.
2: Still in it. (laughs) Only just. And uh, I will just keep it on me as I'm making a diversion so that it can't take a swipe at you and you can get that kid out.
0: By the way, this thing makes four attacks on its turn. Bite Tusk's Claw Sting. And that was the sting. That was one opportunity attack. That was Cordelia's turn. Claudio, you're up. You're 50 feet away from the portal.
1: Oh boy. Uh, okay. Um, so that seeing Cordelia kind of get demolished, um, I kind of I'm 50. How far away am I from Cordelia?
0: Maybe like 30 feet, because you moved a bit out of its attack of opportunity. So you probably moved like sideways a bit. Ran up to it, attacked it. Let's say the thing is 10 feet from the portal.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to... It reaches to... 10
0: feet, by the way, Cordelia, so that's all math good in the D&D sense. So it's 10 feet from the portal. Cordelia's 20 feet from the portal. Claudio's and Simond... Claudio and Simon are 50 feet from the portal.
1: Okay, I, I don't want to see my friend get too beat up, so I am going to run up and kind of say, you know, you should have taken me up on that offer
2: earlier, and I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds. <laughs> Save it for when I'm down i'm good now
1: oh uh, well you sure I'm i mean an i don't want to attack
2: you... all the time kind of barb let's <laughs>
1: wait
3: are we fighting this thing
2: or are we just dashing past it because I, I took its talk of opportunities so that you could dash past it okay that's what i thought
1: uh, i i just okay fine uh i mean i can dash past it but
2: do we want right, to fight it can... after we get the kid out that's uh that's a conversation <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 we don't want to fight it after the kid gets out. We just want to leave, too. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just dash, uh, I'll dash towards it to kind of get some, uh, I'll dash towards the portal.
0: Yeah, you are 50 feet from the portal, so because it doesn't have an attack of opportunity left, you can reach the portal without being attacked by its stinger. Critically, so I'm gonna- take it for you.
1: I'm going to use a feline agility to be able to just run over with a burst of speed. When you move your turn in combat, you can double your speed until the end of the turn.
0: Absolutely. You can hop right in that portal if you'd like.
1: Uh, no, I don't want to be that selfish. I'll wait just outside of the portal. Got it. Like, you
0: are just outside the portal. I have you at zero feet. You're on the portal.
1: All right, cool. And, uh, oh, can I ready, I guess, an action?
0: No, because you used your dash.
1: What oh, no, oh? 'Cause well that was feline agility, not uh oh, it doesn't then say yes. takes an yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah, I'll just ready my, my born hour to just do something. Okay. To attack.
0: Yes. Does that All end right, your I'm turn? Done.
1: Okay. Yeah, now I'm done. Now I'm
0: done. <laughs> Alright. Simmond, you're fifty feet away, you've got a kid thrown over your shoulder, he hates you.
3: I <laughs> do. Do we still have the elk? Has it been less than an hour?
0: <laughs> the elk did not come through the portal.
3: Okay. Uh I am going to just dash straight through the portal and dive in. With the kid,
0: how far is your movement speed?
3: Um, I thought it was at least twenty-five, so I should yes, one
0: second.
3: Uh thirty. So yeah, I can make it.
0: Yes, you make it to the portal. You hop right in. You're in the portal. You are no. You can no longer see the room around you. You see the blackness of the teleportation. All right, okay. We're end your turn. It's now the dog's turn. It can attack either Cordelia or Claudio. Claudio, it's coming for you. Uh, I'm very sorry about this because. Ooh. Does a 21 hit you?
2: Uh, do yeah. I get an? Yeah, definitely. Um, never mind.
0: I got yeah, that. Cordelia, you do. It moved toward Claudio, because Cordelia and Claudio... But I was
2: 10 feet away. I don't have reach. It did. Oh,
0: you don't... Yeah, you don't have reach. Yep. Okay, so it was... it. It's Cordelia, 20 feet away. Uh, the air quotes dog, 10 feet away. Claudio, zero feet away from the portal. Dog's going to move towards you, Claudio, and attack you with a 21 to hit for the bite. Yep. 12 piercing damage. All right. Then a 22 to hit with the tusks. Yep. 12 piercing damage.
1: Uh, okay, wait, give me a second. All right. still good.
0: An 18 to hit with the claw. Yep. 12 slashing damage.
1: All right, barely up.
0: And a 17 to hit with the sting.
1: All right. 11 that piercing
0: hit. damage, and please make a constitution saving throw.
1: Oh, I am. All right, I'm doing the constitution, but I am knocked out. Constitution, uh, 13. No, 14, 14.
0: That fails, take 22 poison damage.
1: All right, well, I'm poisoned and downed.
0: How are you looking?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm unconscious.
2: He's down. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cordelia, you are 10 feet away.
2: I got you, buddy. And I will run and slide under this dog elephant and grab up uh, uh, Claudio and roll through that portal with him.
0: Oh no, you rolled through the dust?
2: Or, not roll, I guess, but jump through.
0: Okay, good. Okay, you jumped up (laughs) over the dust. Okay, the... (sighs) There is an opportunity attack associated with this. I would like to share my screen as I roll for it, because this is the difference between life and death. I'm going to pull up random.org. You guys can see my screen. We have here a 1 and a 20 as the min and the max. This is a plus 9 to hit. What's oh, your AC? Boy.
2: Minus 14.
0: 14. So a five or higher will hit you?
2: That's correct.
3: All right. And you have one HP right now, right?
2: Uh, triple that.
3: Easily. Oh, 3, three <laughs> HP, but that's okay. You guys so all see you're the down. number, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 11. It hits. It hits.
0: It hits. You try that, Cordelia, and you get stopped. Like, you jump up right you're like barrel sliding down you try to slide past then i will then toss claudio through a tusk yeah you toss claudio through and then a tusk hits you midair and you take 12 piercing damage unconscious as you get speared through a non well i guess essential for living part your liver your liver gets speared through by and you're now impaled and then you slide off of the tusk and you're laying unconscious on the ground
3: Where on the ground?
1: Two feet outside
0: of the circle.
1: I'd like to make a point that our friends are still in the walk-in closet, or (laughs) friends. Is there anything that they can do? (laughs) I mean, they're also greedy and selfish, so I also get that point.
0: A blue dragonborn dashes out from the walk-in closet. She slides down on the ground, picks up Cordelia, and hops through the portal with you. She hops up into the portal. There. And she thinks, Mishwi, Mishwi, Mishwi! And clicks her heels together three times. <laughs> and saves Cordelia's life. Okay, so Simmond, what you see... Uh, by the way, Claudio and Cordelia are very unconscious and doing death-saving throws. We're going to get to that. Uh, Simmond, what you see is a blue dragonborn popping through that portal with... Uh, well, Claudio arrives in a heap, sorry. <laughs> and then popping through the portal with Cordelia what do you do
3: i still have a turn right now correct yeah it's your turn okay so i have a spell for this um let me see here this spell is called healing spirit it's a level two let me just pull this up
0: are you pulling them out of the portal what's going on
3: Oh, well, they're arriving in the portal in very rapid succession, correct? Yeah. And two of them are unconscious. Yeah. Our dragonborn friend is fine. Um, I'm going to call forth a nature spirit to soothe the wounded. It appears within a five-foot cube until the spell ends, which is up to one minute. Um, any creature that sp- stands within the, within the five-foot radius, um, every turn will gain 1d6 hit points. No action required.
0: You guys both wake up. In time to see, the massive head of a dog appear in the portal. It looks around wildly and spots you and prepares to bite down.
3: Wait, wait, Mishwi, Mishwi.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're in Mishwi. You're in Barry's house. Barry's screaming. Barry's like, what did you oh, wait. bring
3: back with you? Do I still have any movement in my turn? Yeah. I move over to the line of the portal and smudge it.
0: Severing the dog's head which collapses to the ground in front of you. Yeah! <laughs> they all look very victorious right now. How do you guys feel right now in this moment?
3: Like we almost total party wiped. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, the friends you make along the way will save your,
3: save your ass.
0: The friends, says a gravelly voice. Slick draw!
3: We can draw Awkward. another portal, right? <laughs> Maybe give me an hour. If <laughs> that's possible. Yeah, we need a long rest. We'll go back. He's very safe in this closet. He's gonna clean out that whole place.
0: Heads up, he's not gonna be there when you go back.
3: Oh, okay. <sighs> you
0: lost slick draw to the Eckenblim.
3: Okay. Well, but we save the kid.
0: No, slick draw. And the kid is the kid is kicking you in the shin. I was gonna be an Eckenblim. Take me back.
1: Uh very wounded and very like Hurt listen it, it, so far, it looks like you still might be in a kimblem because well, touch your ears
0: It's not complete I'm just I get it half this sucks, you
1: suck no. everything sucks okay, <laughs> yes, I suck, <laughs> it's fine, listen, we also just lost a friend too, um but uh, listen, I'm sure your dad will be happy to see you, uh, and we can figure out how to make you a full a Kimblem or not. Uh, soon. Uh, thank you for saving us, by the way, friend. Yeah, Slickdra. I feel
2: like I, I owe you more than one on that.
1: Um, we'll find a way to make it up to you with Slickdra, but, uh, just know that the fire-breathing kittens are very, very, uh, happy for you to have helped us.
0: I appreciate that.
3: We'll rescue him.
0: Do you guys have anything to say before we wrap up this adventure?
3: Nope, job lot. well done. <sighs> yeah, that's a lot.
0: <laughs> Joining us today were Simmons the Kind.
3: Better late than never.
0: <laughs> Claudio.
2: Eh, uh, poor Slickdraw.
0: And Cordelia.
2: Yeah, pour one out for old Slickdraw. Bye. 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 Bye.
3: Do you like movies, or perhaps television shows? Are you one of those uncommon souls who enjoys the most popular film franchises of all time? Then join us on the Act Attack with J&Z, where every week our hosts discuss the media they enjoy. Whether it's the newest comic book movie, Star Wars show, or fantasy series, or just simply whatever book, movie, comic, or TV show that we've consumed this week, you can find the Act Attack with j z wherever you find your podcasts, and fall under attack today. come support me and subscribe to dj hunky music podcast for weekly episodes of the best somali songs mashup mix thank you for supporting my music podcast
4: hey you podcast listener this is your last chance after this There is no turning back. Take the blue pill. You wake up in your bed and go back to listening to mundane podcasts that won't challenge your religious beliefs and your so-called truths about reality, the universe, and consciousness. Take the red pill. Subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast hosted by Mark Anthony Peterson, and he will show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Event Horizon takes a walk into the paranormal with a splash of conspiracy. It's the podcast that would be born if David Icke and the X-Files had a baby. Subscribe to the Event Horizon podcast by Mark Anthony Peterson on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, or any of your other favorite podcast platforms. Remember... All we are offering is the truth, nothing more.